Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Man, it's like uh, all the news in the world got dumped today. It's crazy. We got uh, news in the Trump camp. Trump's going to be turning himself ne- uh, turning himself in next week. So that's uh, that's fairly crazy. We got uh, the Tate bros have been released, which is pretty crazy. I think that's good news considering they haven't been charged with a crime. At least that's the latest. I don't know if they have been lately, but I'm, last I heard, they were not even charged with crimes. And then uh, that dude, Mackie, who made a meme, got convicted. So it's just... Uh, a very, it's a very crazy day. Plus, you've got these tornadoes hitting in the south. So, you know, condolences to everybody. Hope everybody's safe. And uh, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to have uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be calling in to talk about the indictment against his father. So uh, I'm not going to waste any time. Let's jump right into our sponsor for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by castbrew.com. If you would like coffee, whose mascot is a rooster, and you would like a coffee coffee blend called Rise with Roberto Jr., a light roast for breakfast, well, then you got to go to caspbrew.com and purchase our Casper coffee. It is certified USDA organic. We also have a very robust dark blend called Appalachian Nights. And available right now, we also have a Colombian and French roast. And guess what? This is our company. We own it. We're sponsoring ourselves. If you guys want to support the show, you can buy coffee. It's a pre-order. We'll ship by the 5th. And uh, we've already sold over $20,000 worth of coffee product. With only four options so far, we're building it out. We're hoping to have four signature blends, a seasonal blend. And this is going to help kick off the coffee shop that we are currently building out right now. And then we're going to try and create a whole bunch of these all across the country where we can create a communal space. So castbrew.com, buy our coffee. And also head over to timcast.com, become a member to support our work. Because uh, as a member, you get access to uncensored members-only shows Monday through Thursday, as well as our Discord server, where you can hang out with people, network, start companies, whatever it is you guys want to do. We're doing a new cool thing. Starting probably next week, or maybe the next two weeks, Friday's sponsorships will be reserved for our members. This was brought up by a member in our call-in segment, and he said, how about your members are your sponsors? Why don't you shout out your members who have companies or projects? I said, that is brilliant. So already a really great idea from a member. So we're going to try and set up a system whereby y'all who are members can decide who has the cool project that we should promote. And then Friday night, the show will be brought to you by that member who has that company. I think it's a brilliant idea and I'm really excited to do it. So uh, become a member if you want to be involved in the community stuff that we're building and all all of that, uh, um, the physical location, the clubs and everything like that. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this and more is Alex Brusowitz. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to be here with you fine gentlemen on this Friday evening. Uh, But I'm Alex Bruzowitz. I'm a political consultant. I work with a lot of the most pro-Trump and MAGA members. And uh, we like to have a lot of fun. We like to piss a lot of people off. And uh, I got to move over real quick. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, We we piss a lot of people off on Twitter. And hopefully some of my haters and the losers are tuning in tonight because there's a lot to discuss. But uh, it's great to be here on this Friday with you fine gentlemen. Right on. We got Alad hanging out as well. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Alad Eliyahu. I'm a journalist over at TimCast News. Tim, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Phil Labonte. Hello, I am Phil Labonte, lead singer of All That Remains, anti-communist, counter-revolutionary, 
I'm Ian Crossland. What's up, dudes? Also, we'll mention Twitter open sourced a bunch of code today. The first step on a long journey of awesomeness. That, and that's another thing. I forgot about that, too. There's so much news. In the code, there were identifiers if you were a Democrat, a Republican, a VIP, or Elon Musk. Elon was like, it's going to be embarrassing, but <laughs> this is the road. Which one do you think they gave preferential treatment to? I have. Yeah, right. No, Elon. Let's find out. The reason they created the qualifiers in the first place was to be like, don't block these people. Block those people. We also have Mr. Kellen. That's right. Uh, Elon freed the code on my birthday for me. For he, me. He did. So, yeah, he told us. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You <laughs> so let's just jump right into this first story. So this is from the Washington Post. Trump plans to turn himself in for arraignment Tuesday, uh, reports the Washington Post. I mean, that's basically it. They say um, uh, former President Trump plans to fly to, uh, from Florida to New York on Monday before appearing in a specially secured Manhattan courthouse to be arraigned on still unspecified criminal charges. People briefed on the arraignment said Trump is not going to hole up in Mar-a-Lago. His lawyer, Joe Takapina, said Friday, a day after news of the Manhattan grand jury's indictment broke. So I guess I guess the question here is, how do they even do this? Like, he's going to have to be released on bail on his own recognizance. They're not going to put him in jail. What, what is the Secret Service going to go in jail with him? Well, it's going to be it's never happened in the history of our country in our 250 years as a republic this has never happened before but from my understanding secret service is taking lead on uh this process so they've been working with uh the nypd uh and so on tuesday he's going to be arraigned and uh i don't know what that's going to look like but uh it's it's terrible this is happening happening in our country this is third world crap this is a banana republic now um but i gotta say they're gonna regret that putting that guy on a mugshot can you imagine the T-shirts that are going to oh, come I mean, from that? One of the stories we'll get to later is um, how Joe Biden's going to spend the rest of his days with Hunter behind bars because they set the precedent. But you've also got that Mackey guy who made a meme in 2016. He just got convicted formally by, uh, uh, I think it was a jury, right? Yeah. And there's a woman who did the same thing he did, and she got no charges. And what he so, did was he made a meme that said, text, instead of going to vote, text your vote to this number, which was a false thing. And so they're like, hey, you can't mislead people. And they couldn't people. find a single victim. And then, but the girl did the exact same thing. Hey, instead of voting for Trump, in the, don't wait in long lines, text this number with your vote. And, 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 it's and like, text her totally, she didn't post a number though, but she did say text, text voting is legitimate. So I'm saying we're already in it. We are absolutely in it. 100%. And, you know, on January 6th, all the people that brought a Trump flag to the Capitol and peacefully protested. They're spending years and years behind bars. But uh, just a couple of days ago, transurrectionists stormed state capitals across the country, and uh, they're never going to see a day in jail. And, and so, not, not only that, but they attacked cops. There's videos of them pushing and fighting with cops. And there was a shaman. Uh, although there I was think a there, was a, there, there was a shaman. I, I'll back those guys, those guys up on the rights. I'm saying guys for men and women and everybody. Everybody's guys, in my opinion. That's how I talk. But like, it, it didn't seem violent. I wouldn't call it violent. When the politicians came into the, this is in Tennessee, the one I saw, uh, the cops grabbed people to move them out of the way. There was a little pushing and pulling. I didn't see any blood. I didn't see anyone striking anyone. So well, I, I support your right to protest. I didn't see any police throwing flashbags into the crowds or tear gassing these innocent it's, protesters. It's, it's, it's yeah. not just about that. It's about the protesters were holding up seven fingers as a protest sign, which signifies that the perpetrator of the mass shooting was a victim that like you are in a cold civil war. And I don't even know if it's fair to call it cold because the power of the federal government is being wielded to beat people on the right into submission. It is it is the weight of, of executive authority crushing down on people. So. I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to call it cold. 
I think we have seen physical confrontations. We have seen death. We saw the far left try to, to burn down the White House, burn down St. John's Church. And we saw even with January 6th, the fighting on one side, like the conflict is hot. It's happening. It's just not like people are people are so uh, ignorant to history of the world. They expect there to be a formal declaration by Virginia. We hereby declare we are declaring civil war. And then for New York to be like, we are mobilizing our troops to fight you. And then they march down the street towards each other. What do they think war is? I don't know. Well, it, I, I think it, Jack some Jack Posobiec summed this week up pretty pretty well. He said this week they indicted their top political opponent, convicted a descendant, and one of their nuts shot up a school full of Christian children. And that's just one week. And it, it's so true. That's what's happening. I mean, they, they threw a guy. They're trying to put a guy who made a meme mocking Hillary Clinton. And believe me, there's a lot of material there to mock her with. But they, they're throwing this guy in prison. They're trying to throw him in prison for making a freaking meme. And and every single person needs to be speaking out in defense of Douglas Mackey. Every journalist. I saw some journalists that were giddy about this guy being indicted. Yep. These are the mm. people that are supposed to protect the First Amendment and care about issues like this. But they're celebrating a guy who mocked a political figure for going and, and they want him to go to jail. What's what's the legality if I stood outside of like a voting place and told the people legality, it's shut down today guys go home the legality doesn't matter obviously and clearly well what he did and was tell them they, instead of don't go vote instead just text it, it here. doesn't matter he because anyone he posted a meme to like nobody on the internet so what is the legality can i stand outside of a voting station and tell people it's closed today everyone go it's home whatever. if you're a democrat absolutely just make sure you register as a democrat before but i mean and, i'm being and, serious and, and, is and it Ian, legal Ian, or illegal to do you that? cannot go to an individual and and lie to them to trick them into not voting okay that's my question uh -huh. and that's what this person you're right he didn't go to an individual he and, and there were no victims Okay. And there was a woman who was a Democrat who did the exact same thing who wasn't charged. So I'm, I don't want I'm, I'm not interested in, in hearing any arguments about it. He's going to the jail for election interference. Right. You want to talk about election interference. The left is concerned about election interference that they want to throw a memer in jail. But they're celebrating corrupt and obese Alvin Bragg for throwing the top, you know, trying to throw the top political opponent in jail. That's election interference. If we're talking about election interference, not some guy who made a meme that barely anybody saw. And so these people are sick. Uh, and they tried them in Brooklyn, right? You, no conservative is going to get a fair shake in Brooklyn. No conservative is going to get a fair shake in D.C. And they're going to convict them. It, it's terrible. That's what's happening. And then they're going right to and they're going to push for jail time because they're saying it's thirty-four counts. They're going to move for like they are going to try to put him. The, the reason they're doing it at the state level is because he can still run for president. He can still win the presidency. And if it was a federal crime, which the Fed said there's no, we can't try him for this, then he'd be able to pardon himself. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. But it's a state-level crime, so they lock him up, they lock him up. Alex, I wanted to follow up and ask you about this. There's been interesting reactions um, to this indictment across the political spectrum. One from Governor Ron DeSantis, whose tweet reads, the weaponization of legal, uh, the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. He says the Soros-backed Manhattan DA has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal conduct, yet now he is stretching the law to target a political opponent. And then most interestingly, at the end of his tweet, he says Florida will not assist in, the extradition, in an extradition 
extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Can I get your reaction to this? Yeah, so that second part, we'll start with the second part, that's that's a, not even an issue. Like, that's not even been a part of the discussion, and that's just him trying to get some attention out of this, uh, you know, this stuff for, for his own political game. But the first part of it, it his strong statement came after, uh, you know, 48 hours of, you know, attacks, like, because when it first was reported, he was completely silent. And then when he finally opened his mouth about it that Monday, his consultants had him read this script to, at a press conference and a planted question. And he says that it's a sideshow. He said he's not going to be distracted by a circus. He said he's focused on Florida. Then he traveled to whatever state to sell his book. But he only responded because he had so much outside pressure and he had, you know, it was terrible for him in the polls. He started going down in the polls after Do you think that response. second part is bait, where he says Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political uh, uh, Again, I think that is simply just him trying to save face and try to get some publicity for himself out of this movement. Like, there's not even been a conversation about that. And yet a lot of the DeSantis uh, influencers who don't influence much that were pushing a narrative about how, you know, dissent, if Trump really wants to fight the political persecution, he should take a stand and listen to DeSantis and, and refuse to be extradited. And I think that's just so foolish. The Soros DAs are, uh, it's popular to attack them nowadays. He's mentioned Soros twice in this tweet. Any thoughts on that? Well, I'm no fan of Soros, and Soros waited on the 2024 election. He said that he believes Ron DeSantis will be the nominee and will cause Trump to go into some uh, narcissistic-induced state. So, you know, Soros is a is a guy that we have to pay attention to and, and do something about. I don't think that a foreign-born individual should be able to pay for state prosecutors and have them do the bidding of the political party that he wants. What's a re is he's paying companies to pay the pros to get the prosecutor? He has in? PACs. That, that's or how you have to do it an, an individual can't just pay a million dollars to a candidate. So what he does is there, there are a variety of super PACs and PACs, political action uh, committees. What is it? Political action committee? Yes. He can give as much money as he wants to them and then they campaign on your behalf. The only rule for super PACs is that they don't collude with the candidate. It's like a free speech ruling, which is just crazy because it's it's a secondary campaign, which, of course, is going to do everything to get you elected, and you can funnel as much money as you want into them. They're not supposed to collude, but they do with a wink and a nod. Yep. And, but, I mean, Soros plays every game. He, he doesn't just focus on the, the national politics. He's at the state levels. He's at the local levels. And that's why conservatives and, and people who care about our country need to be paying attention to every single race. And so there's a race that every American needs to be paying attention about right now. It's the Wisconsin Supreme Court race, uh, where a guy named Justice uh, Dan Kelly's running for the Supreme Court there. Uh, Scott Pressler, give him a shout. He's been doing really great work on the ground in Wisconsin, turning out the vote. Uh, but we, you know, we need that Wisconsin Supreme Court case. Uh, sorry, Wisconsin Supreme Court seat uh, pretty badly, uh, because if we, if we don't get it, we're going to fall into another Soros uh, judge. Soros gave a million dollars to help this Democrat get elected to the Supreme Court uh, in, in Wisconsin. So he's focused at every level of government. And we're seeing the consequences of that right now, where conservative billionaires are, uh, you know, not so focused on anything except for, again, Ron DeSantis, uh, enough money to try to beat Trump in the mega movement. You know, it's very concerning that a f anyone, even an American, can can give just push buttons and send hundreds of millions of dollars to other people to go do political work for them like that's like a hijacking of our politics system we're supposed to be for the people no, no 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 
No, you can you can use your resources to promote ideas that you want to see spread around. Well, it, Anything and any kind of limit on that is a limit on the freedom of speech because you have the right to hire people and in, and engage in commerce and engage in activity in society. This is this is Citizens United. That's the argument that's made. The the argument with the Supreme Court found that Citizens United or in the Citizens United case was that you had the right to have an organization to promote your ideas, that your property, as in your money, you could use your property to promote your ideas. And that's what Citizens United is. So if you want to start a, a foundation or, or something like that, and you want to go ahead and have some kind of organization that promotes ideas, that's the Heritage Foundation, that's Cato, that's the Center for American Progress, that's all kinds of things. Yeah. And it's media say, matters. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, totally media. Oh, God. <laughs> God. I mean, and, and I, I absolutely detest like what media matters is trying to promote. Oh, I absolutely, they're communists, they're awful, I think, and I think that if they got their way, they would literally destroy the United States. I, I think that's their intent. They are illiberal authoritarians, but it doesn't mean that we can say, well, shut them down. You can't do that. I, I, not, in a, not in a free country. I have a personal problem with Citizens United. I don't like it. I don't like that you can put unlimited amounts of money into politics. And in the beginning of the Republic, you couldn't. How and do you then, stop it? What do you, what do you mean you couldn't? You always could. No, it yeah, was could. when someone was like taking whistle stop trains. They're like, why can't I spend my own money campaigning for myself? And they're like, well, he's got a point. And then other people would do the same thing. The newspapers would be like, we endorse this person and we're going to put all of our resources to getting him elected. We're going to put him on the front page. It was. It's never been any different. There was a challenge to a Citizens United and the Supreme Court was like, it's your dollar. You, you you can speak. And also another thing that I want to point out, like you hear Democrats that have a lot of problem with Citizens United. They're always the ones that complain about it. And since Citizens United, you've had Barack Obama. Then you had one uh, one term of of Donald Trump and then Joe Biden. So it's not that Citizens United means that conservatives or or may, and maybe it does mean the corporations because the corporations are in bed with the Democrats nowadays. But it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to be conservative ideas or that it's going to be uh, uh, the oligarchy of the, the, the church being in, in, in charge. So far, it's been Democrats. Well, we were talking about you know, Matt Gates before we, we launched the show here, but Matt Gates takes zero dollars from special interest groups or PACs. He's was the first Republican politician to say, I don't want your money. Yeah, Barack Obama spent more money than anyone ever. And then yeah, Hillary yeah. Clinton did the same thing. And Donald Trump didn't spend more money than everyone. And he, he still won. You know, so, so, so what makes money me doesn't make what mad. makes me a big fan of these mega politicians from President Trump to Matt Gates is they would rather have small dollar donations from hardworking Americans then go and kiss the asses of the club for gross of the world who receive, you know, $200 million from five people. And then they have to take marching orders. President Trump, when he ran in 2020, 53% of his dollars came from small dollar, very small dollar donors. Ron DeSantis on the flip side right now, 95% of his donations come from 500 people. And he raised two hundred million dollars. Five hundred people gave this guy two hundred. And so let's let, let's let's address this right here. We got this tweet from Liz Harrington at Real Liz USA. President Trump raised over four million dollars in twenty-four hours after indictment in Alvin Bragg witch hunt. Over twenty-five percent of donations came from first-time donors to the Trump campaign. And that right there, can I just I just want everyone to to figuratively gloat over this as I will now rub it in the face of that Politico reporter who said Donald Trump will not earn a single new voter from this indictment. Don't overthink it. The indictment is bad for Trump. And I'm just like, bro, he just he's got new voters right here. Wah, literally, wah, literally wah, right here. Wah. More money pouring in. This is what they asked for. 
I have to wonder if they're like, if, if they really do want Trump to be in office. Because the media knows that when he's when he's in office, they make money. Well, I think there's a stupid narrative that I want to debunk real quick that was being pushed by a lot of folks who don't want to see Trump uh, be the Republican nominee. They say the Democrats are indicting Trump and trying to throw him in jail because they want him to win. No, they are trying to throw him in jail because they're absolutely terrified that he is going to win. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm glad you put out, put out those statistics. A fourth of the new donors are first time Trump donors. These like. Normal people are watching what's taking place. Normal people are watching Joe Biden throw grandmas who brought Trump flags uh, to the Capitol in jail. They're watching Joe Biden throw a guy who made a meme of Hillary Clinton in jail. And now they're going to watch them throw the president, you know, President Trump uh, you know, try to throw him behind bars. They're watching this and they think this is disgusting. How could this ever happen to our country? And a lot of folks who came over here as immigrants from countries like Cuba or a lot of these people, Guatemala, they they fled corrupt regimes like this. They don't want this to come. To, if they if this happens, in the United States of America, there's nowhere else for anybody to go. El Salvador. Uh, doing, uh, that guy's pretty base. <laughs> okay, maybe El Salvador. That guy's pretty Good base. Point. The problem with El Salvador is it's tiny and it doesn't have a military. Well, like, I mean, you don't want to go there. So, but it so, is. So here's yeah, it does here, mean the savior. I, I, I do gotta say it means the savior, and that's kind of funny. But up until uh, uh, Naib Bukele, I think I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh, up until like he got in and started reforming it, especially with Bitcoin, there I would have said no other country. Now I'm kind of like, El Salvador's doing pretty well. But but for the most part, in terms of the wealth, the access, the opportunity, El Salvador is doing fantastic. So it's like, okay, I like it, but let's be real. The United States is the, like supposed to be the bastion of freedom. And if it falters here, having to retreat to the next best thing is still a loss. It's the loss of, of, of the best. Absolutely. I've got this feeling. Uh, this but shout out El like, Salvador. Oh, <laughs> holler El Salvador. What's happening, Bukele? Uh, it, I, I support the presidency. I'm not into like, do I support Trump? Do I support Biden? Like, look, I will work with anyone that wants to bring liberty to the world. And uh, But I think all of us should be supporting the office, I, I got not the individuals. I got a problem with that 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 verbiage bring bring liberty to the world that sounds a whole lot like george bush man no I like wanna, that's that's exporting build. you you can't export liberty yeah you can you, well no you know uh, sure you, you can, can build can, free fell, software fell. that lets people govern uh, themselves yeah, and then give it a, and, to everyone yeah, but what if they don't want it then they yeah, 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 yeah. It. but 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 come on like also realize if we blow up all their kids <laughs> then their kids will be free from being alive yeah so yeah. when you i know george w bush might have been right what i literally mean i'll explain what i literally mean so absolute liberation but i mean that we could build software that we utilize in the united states to, so that people can govern themselves locally liberty liberty is export. liberty is just like you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink you cannot make people want to be free if people want a theocratic government they're, and you give them liberty, they're going to give themselves a theocratic government. But if people have technology that is muting their ability to see the real world, and then you give so them... what do you mean see the real world? Like TikTok. The algorithm is making them see what the CCP wants them to see. So if we can give them technology where they can see reality a little more clearly, uh, maybe they you, will choose liberty. Do you... I don't know if that's true. The, I, I, I think when, when you give people the ability to see the world, you end up with... I'll just put it this way. I think there was an, uh, I believe in free speech. I believe in transparency, but I do think it could go either way. You give people absolute freedom and then they might just become gluttonous. There needs to be moral foundations we agree upon where we have limits. This is why we have borders. I think one of the problems we had as a country is too much of the country became live and let live. And there, there, there needs to be two forces of pushing and pulling where one group challenges 
the one group is holding everything back saying, no, 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 we shouldn't change it. The other group says, I hereby challenge you. We go to court. We determine, okay, this was good. That was bad. And that's how we progress properly. But what happened is the, the conservative chain was broken and the left just zoomed full speed off into, I'm going to do whatever I want with no restrictions. And now you end up with child sex changes. We need a strong republic. That's the restriction. Force is the Congress and the Senate, you know, the, Repu- the House. And honestly, the executive branch has an opportunity to be a stopgap with the veto power. Um, I don't like seeing things rushed through. So I would encourage, I think actually that we are a technocracy, whether we want to admit it or not, that we've become a technocratic republic. And if we don't start creating a technocratic republic like we want to see it, it's going to get created for us in a way that we don't like. Alex, I wanted to follow up with you with something we touched on, that you kind of touched on with this indictment, and it was kind of the political ramifications for it, and what the Democrats, like a cynical Democratic operative might be trying to pull together here with um, with this indictment, that it would make it more prop- popular among the base. But what would you say to a, like a cynical Democrat operative who might say that Trump might be more palatable now in a primary because of this, but in a general, he would be less palatable to suburban white women than maybe a Ron DeSantis would against the Joe Biden? Well, new polling just came out today uh, done by uh, the People's Pundit Barris. I think he's a really smart guy uh, that had Trump winning with women 52 to 19 against Ron DeSantis. You know, I took my mom to meet Trump in August uh, at a rally in Wisconsin. And the first thing my mom says to Trump is, you know, Mr. President, I had a crush on you in the 80s. Like, there's a lot of women my mom's age that remembered Donald Trump from the 80s and they loved the guy when everybody loved the guy, when everybody was allowed to love the guy. Uh, and President Trump does very well with, you know, with the ladies, um, you know, the, the pageants. He used to own the pageants. And what, what happened to the pageants? What, what about independence, though? That was, so the polls I've been seeing show that Ron DeSantis does better. Well, there's there's some polls that he does better. There's some polls that he doesn't. A lot of the polls that the DeSantis team likes to tout are paid for polls. A guy named Chris Wilson with WPA Intel. He's notorious for well, running do you think polls. Donald Trump would be more palatable in a general election to moderates than uh, I, DeSantis. I, I do. I think that the a lot of I mean, how many folks in here voted for for Trump in 2020? Trump. I did not vote. I voted for Trump. You voted for Trump. You didn't vote. I, for Trump. Trump. I didn't vote either. No. How do you How do you view the How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Uh, indictment of him and the fact that they're trying to throw him in jail. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea. I don't like the precedent of taking down past past presidents because then the next president's going to take down past presidents. Then the one after that's going to take down the one before. And it's like Trump like just has cycle. so much baggage, though, relative this, to DeSantis. This, this, is the argument widely, though? Hold, like, hold, wait, this is, sorry, sorry, but uh, that that's that's good. I appreciate that point. And then my, my I want to follow up. Um, would you rather have Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? Oh, I need to. I, this is a, this is why we have two years to campaign. I want to talk to both of them and have deep conversations about technology and their visions for the future. No, before I, I, make I get that decision. So, w- would you be able to say like right now, based on what you know, is there one direction you lean towards? I know a lot of Trump's friends. Like I know a lot of people that work with him and for him. And but I I don't like when they're like the, call him the boss because the boss is the American people and we need to serve the office. All of us. They do well. We've we've also had a lot of DeSantis friends on. I mean, I don't know. What, 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 how, how do you lean or are you neutral on the, on the two of them? I'm very neutral. I mean, does the indictment turn you off from Trump? No, 
no, no. I, and no, I think no. that's the sentiment that's across the country. Like the, the, this, and been, I, I, real quick, I just think everybody who knows the show and knows Ian, that his input on this is valuable. Right. Ian's got like a weird political stance that's not hyper, hyper like, it's not the same as all of us who are clearly on a track and have views. Like Phil's very libertarian. Yeah. I'm pretty centrist, you know, moderate. You're very conservative. Ian's the wild card who often defends Democrats in ways we don't agree with. So I think your input's... It's, it's very valuable to, right. to be right now like you don't know between the two I think that says a lot but also the fact that you're saying that this indictment of him like doesn't make you reject him and like you, you're, you're not even thinking about that I think most people are exhausted by the bullshit that the Democrats have put the country through for seven years witch hunt after witch hunt after witch hunt into President Trump from uh, the moment he came down the escalator the, the Mueller hoax the Ukraine hoax the, um, you know, uh, the January 6th the list goes on and people are just exhausted and they're throwing him in jail over a, a, a personal payment. I guess, how would you respond to people who say that he has a lot more baggage than DeSantis does? Well, and that would turn off moderates. No, just, I, wait, let me go over it. It would yeah. be like January 6th. Well, it would just, and then but, not also not pardoning January 6th prisoners. Um, I'll just look arrested. at the camera when I say this. You just don't know Ron DeSantis's baggage yet. And believe me, there's a lot of material mm -hmm. there. And I kind of feel like he's he's more likely to compromise, and I feel like Trump is more likely to enact revenge. I mean, and I don't mean that I, I don't mean that in a biblical sense. I mean it more like a I'm not listening to you. I'm done with you. You wasted my time. You're fired. I feel Whereas like, DeSantis is going to be like, let's try and work together to make a better. It, it seems then, like we're like a tipping over the edge of the liberal economic order into the new world order, and we have an opportunity to unify and create the new world order in like an American image where we have like localized government property rights free speech gun control gun well gun rights and things like that and and if we fight and argue as americans then it'll be the world economic forum that builds it for us and then we'll be all like still and then we'll be arguing with them and we'll be all trained to argue so i really want someone that can unify and not unify out of fear unify out of love and like a vision for reality like a growth pattern yeah. well in a, you, in a weird way i think on tuesday our country is going to be more unified than ever before even though we're going to seem so incredibly divided but when there's the photographs of the former president of the united states and the leading opponent to the current president when they're walking him into a jail to try to you know book him that's wow. going to bring people together people don't understand like he's going into a holding cell yeah like when he goes in i'm, I'm I, like typically when you're arrested you get placed in holding. It's not like a jail where they lock you in to punish you. It's like we're temporarily placing you here as we process your paperwork. How are they going to do that? It's terrible, but they're going to do it. But and but a Secret Service goes in there with them? Oh, absolutely. And they're going to protect the guy. This but, is great. And that's going to be on Tuesday? But, but yeah, absolutely. Holy and, crap. And then, you know, think about this. The ads that the suburban women are going to see of President Trump being locked in a jail cell while violent criminals are you know, ravaging through cities, burning down cities, beating up cops, punching women. And Alvin Bragg is letting, you know, he, he's letting 60, he's trumping down felonies to 60% of them. He's bumping them down to misdemeanors. But Alex, they released, isn't this they ironic? 8,000 people. Yeah, he did the first step back. So isn't it completely ironic? <laughs> no, 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 no. In New York, they released 8,000 felons. And also, sure, but Donald also Trump the, had the, the First Step Act, which, which, Ron, released which Ron DeSantis voted for. But that doesn't, but, it would still make it hypocritical but, no, I, I for you to, non-violent offenders. I, I, like, I, yeah, I disagree. It's Trump-led. It Trump, Trump's criminal justice reform wasn't like, if you're a violent murderer, you go free. Some violent people no, were let out. Wrong. And then so, and then people who pled down. Uh, come on, and he pled down a lot of felonies as well. I mean, I could pull up the First Step Act. But. So it was, it was meant, it was, one, it's not retroactive. 
And then two, it was mainly targeted towards nonviolent drug offenders. But, Alice, but, 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 Alice but, but, Marie Johnson, for example, was a wonderful, a wonderful woman who I've gotten to know who uh, was sentenced to almost to life in prison for having just a little bit of drugs on her in the back of her car. But, but even then, if the point were this, Trump wanted uh, a criminal justice reform and Bragg wanted criminal justice reform. And then Bragg says, I am reforming criminal justice. And then Trump says, I'm reforming criminal justice. And then Bragg says, now I'm going to indict Donald Trump on BS charges that are past the statute of limitations. You're like, one of these people is lying. Yeah. Well, reforming it doesn't always mean making it better. You can reform it into something very horrible. I mean, how many of you support the idea that, you know, people who get caught with a bag of weed shouldn't go to jail for 10 years? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's what the First Step Act was doing. And I think that would be grossly mischaracterizing. That's what the entire purpose of it was to be about. For nonviolent drug offenders who are treated unfairly by a corrupt justice system, who, you know, led by Joe Biden and the, the, you know, the crime bill of the 1990s, you know, I'm not sitting here saying we need to let everybody out of jail, but I think there's certain cases where you look at it and you're like, man, this person is treated unfairly. We, we, and, and the oh, no, we got Don. All right, let's add, let's I, add Don in here. I'm going to just pull him right. in the room. I, I'm assuming he's here, so I'm just adding Let's get him. back to that conversation. Smash though, that I think, like I, so I think I that's I, I put, Do you support the first step back? Well, so, I feel so, like so that. Do you want to private? Do you want to let? I did. Okay, guys, Don Jr. is here. What's up, Don? What's happening, guys? What's going on? Welcome to the show. I think we can. Can everybody hear you? Yeah. Yeah. You can hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they, they indicted your dad. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening is uh, <laughs> our country's devolved far further than we could have ever possibly imagined. I mean, uh, this is uh, third world stuff, uh, stuff that the federal government, who actually oversees elections and spent six years trying to throw my father in prison for it, decided not to pursue. But a Soros-funded DA, apparently... Uh, I guess it's, you know, following his marching orders and doing what he's told and, you know, what they paid for his election to do. So we, we asked Ian. Ian's kind of a wild card when it comes to politics because he's not he's not in the same space we are. He's, he, he often he says he wants to pardon people like Hillary Clinton, but he says it's not moving him like you, you're saying. It's like it's not turning you off from from Trump. No, it's not. But Don, what's your vision of the future? Listen, I need I think you need someone to go <laughs> burn it all down. I yes. Think, you know, Trump Trump as a lame duck uh, is actually much better than someone that has to get reelected again and has to play that game. I want someone who will go in there and literally burn it to the ground because you mean it needs to be that like, <laughs> like <laughs> I used to I used to believe guys like, you know, even when I got into this, I functioned at a high level in business and we did billion dollar deals and, you know, real shit. And, uh, you know, I got there and was like well, listen, this is what America is. And I, I, I believe this and I'm a patriot. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, even, you know, once I went through what I went through with Russia, 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 you know, 50 hours of testimony and Adam Schiff up there saying I committed treason somehow. And then I see, you know, well, of course, nothing happens with that. Of course, n- none of that was actually accurate. It was all a perjury trap, hoping that in 50 hours of testimony asking me the same, you know, thousand questions, maybe I say it a little bit differently that the 50th time I'm asked and therefore I committed perjury and that's how they get you. Uh, but even, even I who sort of had my eyes open during that were like, well, there's still something to it, right? We all made the same mistake with, with the FBI and what they tried to do to Michael Flynn. It's like, well, it's the FBI. Like, so, you know, there must be some truth to it, right? They're not fully corrupted. It's the FBI, the CIA, same thing. Well, so, so let's, uh, you know, let, let's, then we're seeing them, Go after parents in this. Those, those people are domestic terrorists. A concerned parent going to a PTA meeting, uh, but you know some you know trans shooter can 
have a manifesto and kill a bunch of Christian kids. And well, that's not domestic terrorists because they're Christians. Like who really gives a shit? It, you know, that it's it's really scary where we're at. And well, so, so, so you know, let me ask I want to burn it to the ground. So but when you say that, like, what's the what's the practical step? Is that uh, what was that policy you, you, that you're uh, that Trump senior? He's going to fire schedule F schedule F. Is, are you, are, are, when you say that, is that what you were meaning? Like, we're going to go and we're going to defund the FBI. We're going to fire all the bureaucrats. Yes. I mean, I mean you got to do as much yes. as you possibly can. You got to get other people who are willing to go along with that. Because, I mean, I think that's what, you know, in 16, we're like, hey, we're coming in from the outside. You sort of assume that, you know, hey, you may have a little bit differences in policy and whatever. But, you know, people still want the best for America. And that's just not even remotely true. Uh, you know, these bureaucrats, they wouldn't. They wouldn't succeed in so many other things, and they're going to hold on to what little power they have because they wouldn't get it anywhere else. Uh, you see that uh, what's going on, you know, in our military and, you know, the, the woke nonsense of like the decision making process, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, everything that's going I'm like, well, they couldn't have seen it coming. I mean, this, I'm like, you couldn't have seen it coming. You were there for 20 years. What do you mean you couldn't have seen it coming? Like. I saw it coming and I don't know anything about Afghanistan. Like uh, my nine year old son, I was picking up from from school that week and he was like, hey, dad, like, why would we leave 86 billion in equipment there? I don't understand. Dad, why why would we pull out our soldiers before the people that have been helping us for 20 years? I like I was like, I, I felt like an idiot because I, I was trying to explain to a nine year old that, yeah, no, these people are just they're that they're that far gone. I, it's and on purpose. So, yeah, the word is surrender. That was a surrender in Afghanistan to the Taliban. Yes, it's and that should be oh, the word. I mean, they're they're putting up videos of all the equipment. They, you know, they have the second largest fleet of Humvees in the world, thanks to us for you know, you know, minor details. Eighty six billion. That's like two hundred and seventy five dollars per you know man, woman, and child in America. Like, oh, just that was that's your contribution to the Taliban. Who our Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said. Uh, like on live TV, like in a congressional testimony that he was, and I quote, shocked and dismayed that the Taliban did not install a more diverse and inclusive government. Like, like really? Like you're, you're shocked. Like you may be dismayed. I understand that. Like, but you're shocked after dealing with them for 20 years, after watching them throw, you know, homosexuals off of buildings and put, you know, journalists in a cage, douse them in gas and light them on fire. Like, you're shocked that there wasn't, like, a trans coalition in the new Taliban government? Like, I, <laughs> you're not a serious person if you think that. Well, like, I, you have no business making decisions for our country. I think these people are, they're, they're a cult. They live in this obnoxious internet world that's outside of reality. They, and, and we're, we're, they're, they're leading us straight off a cliff. You know, what concerns me, Don, about the, like, the metaphor of like burn it all down is that when you do rapid transformation of political systems, uh, you, the solution might be like trying to solve one problem might create a bigger problem. Like what we did in Iraq when we dismissed the Ba'ath Party, we created ISIS. We put all these high level yeah. officials on the street and then they formed their own paramilitary, basically. And, and I think that our government, it is evolving. We are becoming a global community regardless if we want to do it or we're just going to put our fingers in our ears and yell until it happens to us. So... I, I think we can I think we can bring people together with like a, a, a vision of industry, you know, graphene. I'm not sure how familiar okay, you are with graphene. All right, come on. <laughs> but it's like a revolutionizing twenty first century yes. technology. Well let me let me let me redirect this in a way, not to be I am not trying to be disrespectful, Ian, but I'll put it this I way. I go off on tangents. I, I don't blame you, Tim. What I what I saw, <laughs> uh, Don, with your dad, and the reason I didn't vote for him in twenty sixteen, I voted in twenty twenty for for uh, for Trump Senior because the foreign policy I thought was the best I've seen in my entire life. 
when yeah. when he crossed in, crossed the DMZ into North Korea with no security detail, I nearly cried. And I'm like, it was it was a tremendous, yeah. powerful move where they could have just snatched up the president of the United States. But it was a tremendous good faith effort to try and de-escalate this war that's been going on for gen- for generations. I saw yeah. all of that foreign policy, and I said, "Wow, this, this is amazing!" Getting our troops out of Syria, and they lied to him and to us. And then I saw. Well, and they're, they're back in Somalia, by the way. He took all right. five hundred that we had stations out there, and now they put six hundred right back in because and Syria again. That's that's no. Well, that was Somalia, they, but Syria as well, right? right? I mean, I had Joe Kent on my podcast yesterday, whose wife died in Syria as a result of an ISIS attack. And it's like, I do this. I was like, wait a minute, we have people in Syria still? He's like, yeah, they're back. Like, I'm like, oh my God, they did that without us even knowing. And like, I do this, you know, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily a foreign policy expert, but I'm talking politics day in and day out. And until I had, I guess it was Matt Gates on my podcast like three weeks ago, because he introduced the bill to try to get us out of that. Of course, that was voted down because, you know, the, the uni party in D.C., you know, they need the endless wars. That's their retirement plan. You get the board this seat on Raytheon and, uh, you know, th- that's how they get out of these things. Yeah, and so it. it's it's truly scary. Yeah, the, the foreign policy thing for, was everything. And that's why I'm like, when I'm watching, uh, you know, obviously getting out of the wars and, you know, the North Korea stuff was great and big. But the worst was the reaction from the uni party. Trump's doing it all wrong. Remember at the time he's doing yeah. it all wrong. I go, well, what have you guys accomplished in you know, 40 years of dealing with this problem. Like, have you had even a meeting? Like, with no, we, we, you can't meet with them. I'm like, well, how are you? You've been doing it for 40 years. You've a- accomplished exactly nothing. You have no track record to show any level of success. And you're telling someone else who actually tried changing up the game that they're doing it all wrong. And turns out they were right. But that's what's, what's really scary is, you know, while that's a big deal, and that was Obama told my father directly that, you know, hey, North Korea is the biggest threat. But, you know, right now the biggest threat is like, you know, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine with an army that we're fighting a proxy war against with plenty of bitterness from a Cold War and the mentality that changed. And, you know, an Eastern European mentality is, let's just say, very different uh, than certainly the mentality of uh, Americans these days. And you get you piss off someone with 6,000 nuclear warheads because we're fighting a proxy war against them. And, like, they just want to continue. They're going to see it through to the end. I'm like, for what gains? Yeah. Well, for what? Now we're talking about the Uniparty here and um, you know, you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, but one of the, the critiques that uh, I hear sometimes from from some folks is that there are bad hires in the Trump admin. And and you talked about that when when you first <clears throat> started talking about this a little bit. Um, but but, you know, you were new to politics in 2016. President Trump was new to politics. You guys come from New York uh, and, you know, the business world. And, you know, you probably just assumed, like a lot of us assumed, that anybody that had an R in front of their name was on our team and they wanted the same things that we did. And uh, I think it's safe to say that seven years later, you guys know that that's very different. So uh, do you think oh, with, with you guys question, know who the like, friends like I, are now? I, I, I said it earlier, right? It was, it's sort of that you make that assumption that some of these people, they're, they're doing it for all the right reasons and they're patriotic Americans and they're not. Like, you know, D.C. Uh, you know, is a collection of, some of the worst uh, we have to offer as far as I'm concerned. And that's on both sides. That's a, that's a uh, you know, bipartisan uh, deal. And, uh, but, you know, again, they don't have much going for them. They probably couldn't do a lot in a lot of these places. I've spent plenty of time with a lot of them. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't hire them to be, you know, a, a basic guy in business. And yet they have a level of power uh, and the money that comes with that and that and, they ain't letting it go. You know, the swamp has a lot of teeth. And you, you come in as an outsider, and you're like, 
okay, like, of course these guys want what's right for America. It's like, eh, well, you know, we, is, we, we can buy a little bit of that off. This, uh, this is the crazy thing. It, it, it's just so different than you think. So I think, you know, now you have an understanding of that. And you just got to, you got to go in with that understanding. It's so different. Uh, and again, you know, we were, he was effective, meaning my father, at so many things, whether it's economically, foreign policy-wise or otherwise. And that's with both sides working against him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how many Republicans... You know, Paul Ryan, like, we, we, we're not, we're not, we can't, we're not going to build the wall. I, you know, I can't fund that. I want to, you know, my wife's an ardent liberal and uh, she, you know, she wants to still be invited to the cool person holiday party. So we didn't have $3 billion to finish the wall, but we have 130 for Ukraine to protect, uh, you know, one of the most corrupt countries in the world, meaning Ukraine, ranked worse than Russia in many instances. Uh, we, we have $130 billion to protect their border. It's, it's lunacy. This, this, the crazy thing is, I'm asking... When I was at Occupy Wall Street, and even before that, with the anti-war movement, when you said a moment ago the Raytheon retirement package, I'm mm. like, that, that right there was such a big issue for all of the left 12 years ago. I'm like, where are they now to just be like, hey, we've got a handful of victories with Donald Trump. We should take those over the corrupt uniparty Joe Biden. Instead, it's like their brains melted and they're just like, ah, I'll vote blue no matter who. Even if it means more war and now on the brink of World War Three with Ukraine, it's like the anti-war movement turns to mush. They're scared. They're very scared. Yeah, and, that, and that's not a never ending war. I mean, that's like a perhaps a, a world ending war. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, we, we could get bogged down in the Middle East forever. It's, you know, maybe there's some terrorist attacks. I'm not you know, I'm not belittling that. Or, but like, you know, those guys wouldn't have the ability to literally end the world. Russia has six thousand nuclear warheads. Like, think about that for a second. And you think that it. A, a megalomaniac like a Putin. And again, I'm not apologizing for him when I when I don't want to be in these things. But like, you don't think a guy like that, who many are saying, well, he's he's very sick and he's like, you're, you think that guy's going to allow Ukraine and actor Zelensky to embarrass him on a world stage without escalating? Like, no way. Agreed. Yeah. When you no asked way. earlier, you asked earlier, Don, what is it for? Why are we spending hundreds or over 100 billion for, to fight a proxy war against uh, I think it's because the the people that are running the liberal economic order want to position it above Russia in the new world order. And they think that stopping Russia from gaining economic prowess with that black seaport access in Sevastopol will will win us the greatness in the new world order. And then we'll decide the rules. Will, but what's happening is it's but, pushing but, but Russia but and China together. Exactly the opposite. I mean, you know, they, we were going to shut down their currency. And meanwhile, it's skyrocketing. Uh, you know, we stop our oil production become dependent on Iran and Venezuela, a regime we didn't recognize, and the world's leading state sponsor of terror. And, like, we're, we're begging them for oil because we shut it down while Russia continues to pump. Like, it, it's lunacy. The way to hurt Russia would be for us to produce more of our own oil, drive the price of oil down, create jobs in America, and, like, they got nothing else. Like, we have more than them. But, you know, well, we're not going to do it environmentally sound. You think the Russians, you think they take any environmental precautions? They could care less. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's, it's and, like, and China in order to help the United States, like less about hurting Russia, more about helping the United States is, is trade with Russia. And it would help us so much more than it would help them You're because talking, of our ability to create here that it would actually and, be better and it would position us and, above and, them. And this is what. Trump was basically talking He's, about. He sounds like Trump. Right, I know. <laughs> I think diplomacy is the answer. The Chinese, the Russians, and the United and the Americans need to Bro, work together to protect this planet. Listen to what Donald Trump Wait, was but saying. But diplomacy only works, guys, if if there's like some force behind it, right? That's why Trump 
They, they saw Trump, they're like, okay, he's not someone to be trifled with. It's the nature of predation. Okay, I'm gonna, Putin is a bully. Xi is a bully. Kim Jong Un, they're bullies. Bullies <laughs> take advantage of weakness. That's the nature of that game. Just like an animal in the wild picks out the weakest in the herd. When they want Joe Biden on a world stage, they're like, oh, like we can eat those guys' lunch. Because it's incompetent, you know, while Putin is meeting with Xi and while Xi is simultaneously meeting with the Saudis to get rid of the petrodollar, which allows the left to have, you know, the billions of dollars that they use to fund trans programs in Pakistan, which is just being stolen by, you know, people over there creating an oligarch class. But while that's going on, the White House is hosting the you know the cast of Ted Lasso. Like, <laughs> Shout no, out to Brian Hunt. No, it's, it sounds funny. It'd be funny if it was a sitcom. But like, man, I wake up on some days and I'm like, dude, I, I hope that I'm just like the star of the Truman Show and that everyone is just fucking with me because if they're not, like, it's a disaster. Hey, Don, I know Trump has a long list of accomplishments. I wanted to ask you, what do you think his biggest accomplishment was? And then on the flip side, his biggest shortcoming in his first term. Ooh. Biggest accomplishment. I, I mean, I guess it. I just look at the, the the economy was going so good, man. You know, I guess I I look at that. You know, I'm sort of a, you know, I, I was a blue collar guy, sort of trapped in New York. But I spent all my weekends with guys up in north, you know, northeast PA, and I, I shot competitively, hung out with regular guys, and like watching what those guys that continue to come up to me is like, man, we had it so good under your dad. Like that meant more to me. I mean, I think obviously the North Korea stuff, and I was a just baller. Uh, I think the Abraham Accords, like that was Boom. the holy grail of geopolitical politics, right? Yes. Like no one's going to get a peace deal in the Middle East. We've been trying <laughs> for centuries. It's like, well, we got five. Like, that was, <laughs> I love like it. I said, it was the holy grail of geopolitics. It can't be done. It can't be. Well, no, it can't be done by you because you're an imbecile. Like you're there. <laughs> you're in power because you were a big donor to someone, not because you've done anything relative to this you're there because you're you've been there longer and you have seniority it's like fauci does anyone really believe that fauci was the best guy in medicine that he should be making the decision no but he was the best bureaucrat and i'm sure as shit he was really good at snaking anyone who got in the way of him and a tv camera from the 80s through because it doesn't seem like he got anything right so he may have got some of the things of covid right in his emails to his colleagues. But that was exactly the opposite of what he was saying on national TV, because as long as you were going against Trump, you got an extra camera in your face. You got the cover of Vanity Fair or some you know nonsense rag. And like, that was his currency. So so what do you think Trump's, uh, as to just re-ask what- Biggest uh, shortcoming said. of Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would say, you know, it, it has to be you know, on, on that hiring front, because when you come in as a new, uh, from outside of that world, you. It takes a lot. Like it's hard to overcome decades of being like, no, like if you're going to do this and you're you're a public servant, you're you're doing it for the right reasons. And man, it is so wrong. It's it's like what you see in politics. Like some of these people that are running, it's like they have, they have no chance. Like, oh, you know what it is? It's a book tour. Absolutely. Like they're running so they can drum up some numbers for a book tour. Or some guys are running because the consultant class that we won't hire needs to have a job, and they got to make their eight or nine figures taking 20% of the ad buy of someone's campaign. And like, they're pushing people like they're being forced into it because the consultant class is like, Hey, listen, 
if you guys don't do it, we're going to have to, you know, just get by with a congressional race and we're not going to make $15 million this cycle uh, in the ad buy. Like, yeah, it's a screwed up place, man. And like people don't fully understand that. I again, I dealt at a pretty high level and I didn't fully understand it. And I certainly didn't understand how how deep and depraved it actually is uh, until, you know, I, I mean, man, every day my eyes are further opened. And, you know, this this week, this week was like sort of the culmination of all of that. Right. You saw the 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 reaction uh to the to the shooting in nashville that and you yeah, know it's like you have moments in your life i guess where it's just like a, a a kick to the groin uh you know the afghan withdrawal the week after that to me as an american was one of those just you just felt embarrassed absolutely and at one follow-up on his greatest the response to nashville was like that to me which is like you know it's not the it's not the christian children they're not the victim it's the trans community that's literally going through a genocide i'm like well like how like Absolutely. I, I know you say that but like where like i, I don't i don't see it's, that like I'm a, I'm a pretty hyperbole. big voice in the conservative movement and like i have trans friends and i don't care i draw the line at you wanting to jack up a three-year-old with hormones without their parents uh any involvement i, I think that's sociopathy but like i don't know i think i'm pretty you know, let's call it progressive on the issue, a absolutely. but that's not enough. And I had one follow-up on his greatest achievement. Situation, and that's like everything else going on right now. Absolutely, and I had one follow-up on his greatest achievements because I know Trump constantly touts Operation Warp Speed, and he hailed the COVID-19 vaccine as one of the greatest achievements of mankind. Do you agree with him on that? Yeah, I, I don't, uh, you know, because of what we know now, I think at the time cutting through that, again, you can't fathom that, that a guy like a Fauci... And the people developing this would do so in a nefarious way, meaning like, it's like yeah, listen, I get it. I'm a capitalist. I understand profit motive. I understand this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. But like, these people's lives. Um, uh, you know, I think it took all of, all of that time and all of those years to fully just understand how bad it actually is. Um, you know, again, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback and say, oh, I would have done it differently. But, you know, that's not true. All the people that are saying that now, you see... You look at their social feeds. I'm like, oh, really? I, it sounds like you were playing the exact same game. You're, it's easy to say you would have done it differently because there's no way to prove and, otherwise. But like your actions at the time, it's not like you called him out. No one was doing that because the media would destroy you. They'd, but they'd literally be out there and saying, you're, you're killing Americans. You're doing this. It's, you're, you're literally costing tens of thousands but of I wanna, lives. I want to I wanna, I wanna add, too, the, 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 the context of the time. It, hindsight is 2020. Back when this yeah. was all going on, Trump was being cheered for all of this. Like, this is Correct. great. Good job. We want to see more of it. In the early days, the conservatives were in favor of masks. Then it flips. Fauci was saying, don't wear masks. So, like, I think a lot of what happens when we talk about the Trump administration and the past is it's easy to look now, based on all the facts we have, and say, that right. was a bad decision. But I'll put it yeah. this way. Well, the, the other example, and you know, it's a negative to us, but I'll, I'll give it to you, would be like, people's like, well, you know, the January 6th, you know, why didn't you do anything? I was like, you mean in the 10 days between January 6th and when he left office, when every TV camera was saying it was an insurrection, no one really knew. They didn't show the videos that we haven't seen until basically two weeks ago. What was really going on? Like, he was supposed to blanket part and everyone that, like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, we were told that that was really there. He, you know, how do you do that? Now, it's easy to say it now. Yeah, we, we've seen the video. We saw me, the nonsense. We saw the refusal even a few weeks later. But in that 10 day period with literally the entire world being like, it was an insurrection. Like, well, maybe I wanna, maybe oh. you had to say, well, it was the first unarmed insurrection in literally the history of the world, which is probably unusual. <clears throat> but like given the response, 
Like, so I get it. I want to. I want to. I think ask it was you. wrong, but I. But I think I can think it's wrong knowing what I know now. At the time, I'm like, holy shit! I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I thought it was probably overblown, but it wasn't so simple, right? So I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to talk about 2024, and I want to just say something real quick on on DeSantis. About a year ago, I went on a Daily Wire stream and said I was probably leaning towards DeSantis as it comes to 2024 because. He's done such tremendously good things with with his leadership in Florida, and then as as time's gone on, more importantly, as uh, as uh, Donald Trump Senior has come out with messaging, has started to focus on on policy and the election. It's been a tremendous improvement. The East Palestine thing, where he shows up, he does the McDonald's thing. That that really yep. does hit hard for me when he's like, "I know the menu better than you," and he's buying people McDonald's. I love it. I absolutely love it. It, it gives me good feels. And I'm like, I like seeing this. I don't see it yeah. from anybody else who's running. I like Vivek Ramaswamy. He didn't go down there. Marion Williamson seems very nice. She didn't go down there. And so, especially now with the indictment, I feel like Ron DeSantis saying we will not be involved is a half measure. Yeah. He should absolutely say you will not extradite Donald Trump. Well, be, well beyond that, like that, but that's like that's the second part of it, right? That was that's the response this week, which is a half measure. Last week was much worse than that, which is like. Well, it's a sideshow that's not real. It's you know, it's it's made up. Like you mean it's a sideshow that you've weaponized, you know, the the government against its citizens, against its political oppositions. Yeah, oh, that's a sideshow, you know, in Stalinist Russia. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, like if you couldn't, no, 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 seriously, if you couldn't pick that out, and I understand, just like the flip flop on Ukraine that he did as well. Like you know, I get it. He he's yep. you know he's been a career politician. He's beholden to his donors, probably his consultants, but like. Man, like if you don't realize that is maybe one of the the fundamental Mm -hmm. issues of our time, if you're a Republican or a conservative, if that's going on, like you think, you know, right now I get it. The media is doing whatever they can to boost him because they're afraid of Trump and what Trump will do again to the uni party. Like, oh, no, that's wonderful. But hey, Ron, like one day they may come for you and you don't think it's an issue. Uh, And then it's a half measure after that. So like I want a deeper Republican bench, man. I, I, I actually believe this stuff. Like there's no reason for me to be as vocal as i am in this i had a pretty solid existence as a real estate developer uh in new york city i could go to the cool person party and i was welcomed in with open arms and could do whatever i wanted like uh that's different now and i'm okay with that because i want to leave my country to like my children in a in a form that they'd actually recognize let me let me ask you about Um, that can i can i you're not there right now i want to ask you about that to elaborate on that um, I think it's fair point when when your dad's taxes finally get released, we learned that he loses a bunch of money throughout his first term as, as president and didn't take a salary. And I think that says a lot. I mean, you guys are a very wealthy, powerful family. I know celebrities who have when 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 your dad was running in 2016 with all the negative press who would be like, well, I know the Trumps. They're actually really nice and good people. They're super generous. But, you know, he's a racist now, I guess. And I'm not going to vote for him. I, I'm wondering, like, if you want to elaborate on the transformation from, like you mentioned, going to the cool kids club, then deciding to get involved in politics, and now, like, the media's gone nuts and they treat you like trash. Yeah, listen, like I said, it, it was interesting. I, you know, I, it's a lot of those people. All of a sudden, you're, ra- I'm like, we're racist. Like, dude, we had dinner last month. Like, what do you like? What? Like, I have your cell phone number. Like, oh, <laughs> like we partied together. Like, you know, when, when I was, I'm like, so. So you think now, like, and by the way, it's not like I ever hid my politics. I was, I was always a conservative. I was a big gun guy. I was a competitive shooter. You know, so I, I had my, you know, had my good, you know, redneck friends up on, you know, on the weekends a lot. But I could still be a fixture in New York. It wasn't as much my thing. It was much more like, 
you know, my sister Ivanka, like she was, there wasn't a woman, you know, socialite in New York that didn't want her daughter to turn out like Ivanka Trump. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, I'm going to go support my father. And they actually didn't get involved in a lot of the controversial stuff, but like, you know, Trump's- went to bat for like, you know, women who work. And it's like, oh, she's a pariah. I'm like, <laughs> so I, it was probably harder for her in many respects than me because it's like, okay, fine. If I don't get invited to the cool person party, I don't care. I'll go hang out with, you know, sort of my good blue collar friends, which you know, always meant more to me anyway. Like that's probably why politics, the transition sort of as brutal as it was for me was kind of easy. Cause it's like, well, that's, I actually get to be who I actually am much more than than when I was in business. I sort of had to five days a week put on the suit and you know be be that guy. I could do it. I can play the game. I get it. Like it is a game. Uh, but you know, it, there was a Friday afternoon I'd escape and I'd be in you know middle of nowhere Pennsylvania or upstate New York and at my cabin. And so you know it was a little bit easier and it, so it didn't bother me as much because I, I guess I just see it for what it is. But yeah, like a lot of those people. And, you know, I'm a good enough person that's like, hey, man, even if we're friends, like, I'm not going to call you out on these things. I'm, I'm not going to do all of that. I, literally, I'm publishing a book for my father uh, right now. I, you know, all the publishing houses were so liberal and so uh, jaded. It's called Letters to Trump because we were going through some files. and I'm like, oh, my God, like, here's a letter from Alec Baldwin kissing your wow. ass. <laughs> like, here's a letter from, like, no, no, Chuck Schumer and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And, like, it's it's sort of, a, I, mean, I see this file, like his assistant did a really good job just keeping some of this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, because it just shows you Let me- how how much nonsense is involved. And you know, I started a publishing company because all the liberal publishing companies, which is all of them, were canceling a lot of conservative you know, writers are telling them, well, you can't say that, even if it's just mainstream conservative thought, because they wanted to impose their power. And if they're writing that upfront check to an author or whatever it may be, they were doing this. I was like, I wrote my second book, uh, and it was during COVID, and so I was like, well, I had the time at home. I was like, we're going to self-publish this and try to do it because I saw what the publishing houses were doing to me, and I had a number one New York Times bestseller with my first book, And but you start seeing the games being played. I'm like, let's try it. Let's, you know, let, they all say build your own, so I was like, let's build our own. Let me, let me, let me ask you <laughs> so about we, uh, our, no, you know, finish that, finish that thought. No, go ahead. It's all good, but oh, it's I wanted just to... the general point is we had to combat some of this stuff, and... Uh, we, I've tried, you know, in whichever way we can, just to make sure to have an equal front. Because what people don't understand, they're like, "Well, you're, you know, it, it feels like it's overwhelming." I'm like, "Yeah, it is," because we're up against a trillion-dollar big tech enterprise that is just radical left. Uh, you know, social media, other than maybe Truth Social, uh, you know, heavily, heavily skewed uh, to the left. Just look at the way they censor and you know, and/or fact check. Uh, you have Quote, mainstream unquote, media, another trillion dollar organization. I mean, we are up against a juggernaut well, and like we're still doing pretty good. Someone, someone in the chat asked about you and your dad's stance on the Second Amendment. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I, I'm about I mean, I shot. 200 rounds today. <laughs> like, it's okay uh, yeah, I'm number, about I guess. Two as it gets. I mean, I, yeah, I shot competitively for many years. I've, you know. A, a gun collector. I've I've spoken at every major you know gun event out there. That uh, you know, my father's more of a golfer. He un- understands the Second Amendment, and you know, I, I'm not just someone who believes in the Second Amendment. I'm actually, you know, uh, an enthusiast. Unlike you know, so many of the politicians, even the conservative politicians, where you see them, you know, they take their obligatory gun picture and their fingers on the trigger and they're pointing it at someone's face, and you're like, you know, <laughs> Dick Cheney. I, I guess you. Yeah. You can believe in the Second Amendment and not know how to actually use a gun, but, you know, it probably helps to have some experience. 
Hey, 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 Don Phil wanted to hear. Uh, I, I, I want to go back to something that Iliad had said. He, he Iliad. Had mentioned um, what you, what you thought the the. Um, Elad. Iliad, sorry about that. Um, I apologize for mispronouncing. The Iliad was a book by Homer. Uh, the, the Iliad's a good book. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. You know. um, but the, one of the biggest things that my problem with with Donald Trump was was the you know the swamp, the, the bureaucracy. Do you think that that's mm-hmm. going to be the the prime focus that if he gets elected again is to really go in there and tear it out because I think that that could really get a lot Fire of liber- them all. Yeah, the, a lot of the libertarian yeah. people out there that don't like you know a lot of the, the big government stuff um, the New York style politics and stuff, the, the libertarians well, You, you gotta like remember that, that, and I get that I, sure. I get that, so I mean I think you do have to do because I don't think you have a choice, right? The swamp's not you know, if you if you go easy on the swamp we've, we've seen that no, they're not going to give you it was like you know my lawyers after after the stuff for Russia, Russia, Russia. They're sure. like, hey man, they 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 want to try you for treason. Like you got to take that seriously. You can't be on social media talking shit and fighting back. Like they want to put you in jail for life or you know or worse. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like they're not like if I curl up in a ball and suck my thumb in the corner crying for mommy, like they're not going to go any less. They're going to go harder. It's like when when people do their apology tours and it's. I'm like, oh, that was a mistake because, A, you weren't really wrong, but they're going to use your apology as the validation for the fact that you actually did something wrong in the first place. So you're trying to be a decent human being by apologizing and just saying, hey, fine, we'll agree to disagree. And that's that's just the starting point for them canceling you. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that New York style politics, like, I think you need it because that's what we're up against. And I also think you have, again, all things are a little bit about perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, fine, he was he maybe got rougher. But, like, they got rougher because they're trying to throw his family in jail for nothing. We know that. Like, that, that's no fact. They're trying to throw him. They impeached him twice for what? Growing a great economy and this? All nonsense. Like, you know, y- you have to have that hard approach. If, if you go soft, you don't get points for going soft. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, one. They, they, don't, they don't give you, like, okay, well, fine. We're going to. We're going to let Trump, you know, drill for a little bit more oil and gas and boost the American economy because he's he's being friendly and nice. Like that's not how it works. They don't care. If they had um, if they if they had like a moderate democrat in 2016 and throughout 2020 who was talking about helping the working class, securing our borders, like things Bernie Sanders had talked about in 2015 and they did not lie about literally everything related to your dad, I'd have, I'd have been like, well, you know, I think I'll still vote Democrat. But they were corrupt, yeah. they lied, they manipulated, and they didn't care about our country. And so naturally, for a while, I'm like, I hate everybody. Then I saw the Trump second term agenda, and I said, these are actually things I've been complaining about for a long time. I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't vote for it. And I think it's safe to say that President Trump hears people's concerns, he listens, and now he knows. I think the first, the test trial for, not, you know, for you guys, the first term, you guys did incredibly great things. President Trump had a record economy, he had energy independence, he was brokering Middle Eastern peace, he was putting, bringing jobs back to America. I just wanted to gut uh, the bureaucracy. And, and, and that's, the pro, that's the part that he didn't realize, like, we knew a swamp was there, they knew a swamp was there, but they didn't know how deep, and now everybody knows how deep, and everybody knows exactly yeah. what roles they are, exactly yeah. who needs to go I, and- I, I don't want to belabor the point but yeah it, it's sort of like, like like i said earlier it's like now that you've had that insider perspective like i realize like there's not even a you know i've been a fly on the wall i've been in the room and i see the reporting about it like there's not a pretense of like objectivity or a pretense of you know trying to get the truth out there it's it's just narrative i think uh, that- I, and i think everyone else has seen that now as well i mean i i sort of did the you know i did a tweet earlier that went pretty good and it was like you know it's it's weird, like, 
uh, all the people who visited Epstein Island, like no one's been indicted. No one's there. Yeah. In. Maxwell, I guess, is doing 25 years uh, of hard time for sex trafficking minors to no one. But they're going to indict President Trump with something that's never even been tried as a felony for a camp, a, a, a made up campaign finance violation because the federal government themselves decided it wasn't real. Like that merits an indictment uh, and their obligatory per block. Now, I think they also turn them into an absolute legend uh, when they do this. That's fine. I'm, o- I'm OK with that. But like, just think of the, the juxtaposition. I, I I use the, you know, imagine Don Jr. did one of the 500 de- like degenerate things that Hunter Biden did. <laughs> Like just one, like I, you know, I understand according to the left, I'm not the upstanding human being that Hunter Biden is. I'm a terrible guy, but like, I don't know. Uh, I, imagine I did one of those things, whether, and again, I don't even, I'm not even talking about the money stuff. I'm talking about the hookers and the crack and the, the you know, and videotaping all of it. Imagine what Hunter decided was like, Hey, you know, this is a bit too much for video. <laughs> imagine what else is out there. And by the way, imagine how many of our enemies probably know what else is out there. And I wonder <laughs> if we're being, Play it. No, no, seriously. Like It seems yeah, like yeah, everyone yeah. has a Hunter Biden laptop. You don't think the Chinese, they give him $1 billion? You think the Chinese give a billion dollars to your average crackhead? No, they don't, unless they're buying you. I, want, I wanted to say they're with buying that. Power. You think the Ukraine does the same thing? No. I wanted to but say we're spending $130 billion in a country that we don't know, and no one's even bothering to ask. I want, like, I want, hey, do you think our decision-making process is jaded by what they may have on, on the Bidens? Like, I know if it was Don Jr., they'd be asking the question. I'd be in jail. I, I wanted to say on the point about firing all the bureaucrats, I actually be, I, I believe that if if Donald Trump is reelected, if he gets a, a second term in the 2024 election and wins, a large portion of these people will quit, resign, and they will run for the hills. That would be so good. By the way, that, that would be the greatest thing in the world to happen. And that's the reality. If you had eight years, you have some of that natural attrition. It's a long time. Well, you know, it's after like 25% more of most people's careers, uh, you, you got to do that. But yes, I think if, if they realize that someone's just going on there and they don't care and they don't have to get reelected and they don't have to make friends. And frankly, they've been treated so poorly that they don't, <laughs> they don't care about any of that. Like, I, I think literally like that's, uh, that's what I'd be voting for. I don't care who, if it, if it was going on for someone else and they were doing the same thing to someone else, you know, sometime down the line, I was like, I'm voting for that guy. Just because I want to see that place just you know taken down to the bones. I do think that if if he wins again, and I do believe he will. A lot of these people will quit out of protest, and the swamp will start draining itself. Fear. So they'll quit so, out of fear and call it a protest. Ab- absolutely. But you know, after the 2020 election, there was a moment in time where a guy named Jeffrey Clark was almost appointed to be the attorney general, and you've had him on your show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Hundreds of people at the Department of Justice said, if Jeffrey Clark becomes the AG, we'll quit. And now we just have found out, we like, found out exactly what we need to do to, to I get. Know, I don't know anything about his politics, but I'd be like, hey, he's now number one or two on my list. Yeah, they said they'll all quit. So the swamp would drain itself at the DOJ. All you have to do is point, appoint Jeff Clark as AG. So we have a solution to that one. Um, but, you know, all of these different bureaucrats and all these different agencies, I think we got to move a lot of these people out of Washington, D.C., Put them in real America, um, and they'll quit and protest out of that as well. But um, we're really looking forward to a second Trump term because you guys know where the, the bodies are buried. You know who needs to go. And 
I don't think that you're going to hold any punches because uh, I think he has been treated incredibly unfairly. You know what? The metaphor I want I want is with it's like Donald's uh, Donald Trump, your dad Don Don Senior is like on his knees and they're like they're like beating beating him metaphorically, you know, in the movie. And he's like his face is all bloody and he's down. And he looks up at the guy and looks him in the eyes and he says, "You're pardoned." I said I didn't say the word pardon, right? but you know I used to be what? famous for "You're fired, you're pardoned." Like, yeah. He's pardoning his enemies because that's the Christ-like thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think it might not be the battle strategy tactic, but I think that that will you it'll just you're resonate. On the, you're on the other side of this one. I want him to go in with, with a in bunch of eyes, dude. I want him to go in with federal law enforcement and be like, "You're all under arrest." Yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't want yeah. another yeah. ice. Yes, Tim. More that way, but again, it, it's different, right? My my perspective has changed. Because of what I saw they tried to do to me. Like, literally, you know, I had, you know, Adam Schiff and, you know, some of those guys, like, on TV, every I committed treason. Like, I'm a patriotic American, man. I take that shit seriously. You know, beyond the fact that it's, you know, a crime punishable by death, like, you're just saying, like, I'm I'm not American. Adam Schiff's an American? Like, give, give me a break. Like, uh, I, you know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm coming at it from a much more uh, pissed-off perspective. Do you think um, that... But, you know, again, you, you look at just what's going on. You look at the decisions. You look at the prioritization. You look at the soundbite. Everything that's coming. It, it is a clown show. Do you think that we could it's like a clown show? Somehow you listen to the press secretary, and it's like, you know, and I, I oh, I, oh I, I got all sorts of hell. Look at John Fetterman, the you know Pennsylvania you know senator. I, they, I, they they've called me. I'm every name in the. I'm an ableist. Apparently, I discriminate against people with disabilities because I've been like you know, calling him out for not being able to complete a thought or a sentence. And then he's, and I'm like, I don't think it's an unreasonable expectation, guys. Not for, for a me, senator, no. For an American to assume that his senator, a person making trillion dollar decisions, perhaps life and death decisions, sending our kids to war, especially when the Biden administration is saying we're the closest we've been since the 1960s in the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, I don't think it's an unreasonable thing for me to expect a United States senator to have basic cognitive function and if you look at that guy that's like the minimum standard yeah, that's why he's been in a hospital for <laughs> a month he spent more time in a hospital but they knew that when they ran him in a primary but he was the most radical so they let him get through it they're saying oh you're a terrible person for doing this he's stressed out already i go no no he was stressed out before and you ran him for senate <laughs> okay like i'm not the bad guy here folks you can say what you want i'm not gonna apologize i'm not gonna withdraw my commentary I think it'd be wonderful if he was a bad guy at Walmart. That's one great gainful employment is important. Everyone should have it. John Fetterman has no business being a United States senator. Exactly. It doesn't take a brilliant person to figure this out. But oh man, they went after me. I'm the most discriminatory person in the world for expecting the guy to be able to, you know, speak. I issue. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. uh, I want to ask you about this. We have this story from the Post Millennial. Uh, New York City jury found Douglas Mackey guilty in first ever meme trial. After making memes that disparaged Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election, I have the tweet. It was this. Uh, that, this that, that'd the, be my first pardon, man. That guy. That was Ricky Vaughn, right? Well, like, but he's, he's one it's, of the great, like the original OG, like sort of Twitter accounts, like MAGA accounts. I mean, think about. We live in a country <clears throat> right now. This is the United States of America, where they want to put a guy for a fucking meme in jail for ten years. Not one. They're gonna. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. You're right. They've already lost the trial theoretically. Like, like that would be my first pardon, because but he's it's but it's ludicrous. it's state level. You can't pardon him. Like that's the think thing. of the things that yes. think of the things. Well, you're you're right, I guess. But think of the things that the, the de- degenerate left puts out there, and not a consequence, 
No one ever goes after it. They don't even get fact-checked. I mean, I look at some of the stuff they say about me. I'm like, well, these are demonstrably false, and they're lying. Yeah, wow, we can't, we can't look at that. I just go, but you fact-checked me when I say this is my opinion, and you, you come up with some sort of arbitrary way to say, well, that's fact. I'm like, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. Well, so we also have this tweet it, from Christina Wong, where on uh, November, uh, November 8th, 2016, she did almost the exact same thing, tweeting out for Trump supporters to text in their vote. She didn't include a number, but she even included Super Wednesday, a fake day for voting, and she's not been charged. So I see this story and, as a perfect example of partisanship. That's how it works. There, there's, not a, there's no equal justice under our law anymore. We have a two-tiered system. Okay, whether it's Christina Wong versus the Ricky Vaughn, whether it's Hunter Biden versus me, you know, it, it can't be more apparent. And again, it's not like it's just anomalies. They only go one way politically, only one way politically. There's not even I can't even come up with examples of the left on this. And again, whether that's censorship, whether that's actual prosecution, uh, the list goes on and on. It, it's it's so stacked. Did you? We have to understand that, and, and we have to all be engaged in it because otherwise it's over. Did you know that the marshals outside of the uh, Supreme Court justices' homes were ordered not to arrest the protesters unless absolutely necessary, despite the fact yeah. the protests are actually illegal? Yeah, and, and and if we did that to Ruth Bader Ginsburg before she passed, they'd all been in there with the January sixth prisoners. Right? Maybe waving that statute no, in the air. How many people were arrested, Tim? Uh, you know, in the summer of love, you know, in the 2020, you know, billions and billions of dollars of damage, people murdered David Dorn and others, uh, buildings burnt to the ground, arson. Now you, you can you can loot a Gucci store and you know, right. steal a wait, purse wait. because, you know, it's in the name of social justice. You ready okay. for this one? You ready like, for this one? How many were arrested? This one actually this, this, this is important. There were 19 plus deaths and 14,000 arrests. Now, it may sound like, well, then they're these people are being held accountable, right? You, you mean to How tell many me were let go right away? Not only were most of them probably let go, but don't you think 14,000 plus arrests over this, a period of two weeks should be the major story of the past few years? Like yeah. 14,000 no, 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 people they, were arrested. They were mostly peaceful. Oh, right, right. Peaceful. Uh, Two you know, billion dollars in damage. That. I was watching a reporter say that live because I was like, man, this is crazy. And I'm like, he goes, it's mostly peaceful. I go, dude, there's a building burning in the background. And like three <laughs> seconds later, the, the reporter got hit in the head with like a brick. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but, but to you your know, point, the world, lengths man. they went to, like, don't believe you're lying eyes. You can see it. It's happening in real time. Yeah, but to you your know, point. What they tried that... to do to Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, oh, God. E- lunacy. Well, to your point about the folks, you know, getting arrested and being let go right away. I mean, there's a, a great deal uh, of people that, that fall into that bucket. But the, like, just the total prosecution number of those people are like 50, 60 percent. January 6th defendants in Washington, D.C., there's a 99 percent conviction rate. 99 percent. Of course, because because you can't there's there's you can't find an impartial jury in Washington, D.C. They know that. It's what they're doing with Trump in New York. You're not going to find you know, people in a jury that aren't going to convict Trump. Yep. You, know, you don't have people that believe, uh, you know, that he's got a right to a fair trial. They're fine saying, ah, you know, we're, they're, they're really for democracy when they can make up some sort of soundbite against it. But if they can use it to weaponize against someone else who doesn't share their exact opinion, we've seen this. This is how the left has functioned as they've sort of devolved into, you know, full-blown, you know, Stalinist, you know, type mentalities uh you know look at what they've done to like martina navratilova right 
uh, oh, yeah. incredible tennis player, one of the leaders of the, you know, the gay and lesbian movement. She was preaching for that movement and fighting for that movement 30 years before it became all the rage. Way before it was cool, but then when she came out a couple years ago and was like, well, I don't think men should be like competing against women in sports. Like, I was one of the elite women athletes of all time, and like the men would have destroyed me. They canceled her. 30 years of activism just for having a different opinion. It's, <laughs> it it's it meant cult, nothing man. to them. Insane. Because they only accept total and complete surrender. We, again, we've, I, I hit it earlier in the talk, but like, uh, you know, we saw that this weekend. You know, it, it. We really should be, you know, praying for the trans community because they're at risk. I'm like, what? Really? So we, like, we're, we're, we're getting a literal a, genocide. I'm like, but where? Like, I haven't, I haven't heard any. We're getting. Like, a, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm committing genocide by saying I don't believe a three year old uh, should be given puberty blockers and forced uh, into something by a teacher without parents being involved. And I don't think I think they should have liability to the doctors. When that kid turns of legal age, the recidivism rate is like 94%. If that kid turns of age and is not happy anymore, they should be able to sue the teacher, I got the doctor, their parents, anyone else who was involved in this decision-making process. Because that kid couldn't buy a pack of cigarettes for 15 years. But we're, we're going to give them life-altering, body-altering meds and wanna... drugs and hormones. And that like to be against that makes, makes me... Committer of genocide. I wanna, I wanna, it's stupid. I want to ask you two more questions. One, one, uh, uh, one of them will be uh, a bit simpler. But the first one is: we're getting a lot of people asking about your views on Julian Assange and whether or not he should be pardoned. Yeah, you know that's a, it's a really interesting question. Uh, Assange, uh, it, it, listen, I, 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 years ago when it first started happening, I would have said no. Now. I'm like, oh my god! Like he's he was on this stuff, you know. Again, years ago, I was like, all right, you know, him, um, the other guy who gave up the military secrets with what's his name, Edward Snowden. Snowden, yeah, yeah. You know, I would have been like, I would have taken the no, no, no. That reason is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You got to let those guys out because they actually caught us doing all the things we said we weren't going to do. They caught us in the lie, and like it's out there, like. And now I've seen what what's actually going on. Again, my worldview, uh, the America I believed or wanted to believe existed, like that doesn't exist anymore, guys. It, and every day that's further and further gone. <laughs> we just are being more yeah. and more awakened to the reality of the situation. It's not that it's getting worse. It's probably been really bad for a long period of time. We just now know it and we're seeing it with our own eyes. I don't think uh, it, so. Yeah, I, I don't think that was it. That's, that's an, an easy question to answer. But there were a lot of people no, in chat saying, like, I, said, like I, th I think my mind has my mind has changed on that a lot. When even when we first got into politics, I'd have been like, no, that's a bad thing. We can't have that. But I'm like, now well, everybody's like, cheering now. Though they're like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're right. We got. I got one more question though because I we're going to jump over to this Andrew Tate story. But while we have you, uh, the the next question that everyone seems to be asking is how how and when can we get your dad on the show? <laughs> and oh, you, yeah, I mean, I, do you, have you actually come in the studio? To be honest. Yeah, I know. We we, we talk. I got to get up there. Uh, I honestly, if I can do anything to avoid going into DC, I usually will. But but uh, I'll, I'll make it up there, come there. I'll, I'll I'll talk to him about that. And by the way, we'll Andrew Tate, another example, right? Like, and he's someone you know I I've hung out with. I've you know gone back and forth. Like he feels like he's been in jail. Like I don't even know. They haven't even told us what he's done. He didn't charge. He's not charged with anything. They just put him in house. He's arrest. not charged with anything. 
Yeah, they just it's, moved uh, him. It, it's, He's got it's witnesses in his, in his, on his behalf. It's crazy. Nuts. I mean, it's an example of what this country could become if we let go of our constitution. Yeah. Well, but it, it, but it sort of has, right? Like, I, like he was I, when I spoke to him, you know, last. I was like, hey, man, come on, you know, if you come to the states, I'm not going to the states. They'll put me in jail. I'm like, <laughs> states will. You know, I don't I, think like legitimately. I don't think and, that. Oh, sorry to interrupt you there. Oh, no, look, no, no, no worries. Um, I don't think uh, that it's that it's bad. That it's really. I mean, it is obviously. It's not that it's getting worse. It's that we're seeing how bad it is. And we have an opportunity exactly. to make That's it what better. I was earlier. Like it's been bad for a long time. We're just like every day. We're like, oh, here's another example of how bad it is. Uh, you know, a guy like that, he's held without whatever. I don't know. Like if you're doing what he's doing, it's t- and it's hard, right? It, it's hard for me. Like the Flynn example I used earlier. Like, well, like, well, if he's trafficking women, like, well, maybe I got to stay silent. Maybe I got to, you know, you can't, you can't come out against that. It's, you know, I'm a very strong believer that that's terrible shit and. But that's what they do. But then, you know, nothing happens. They can put you away for six months. And say, well, why are they going after him to begin with? Oh, because he's actually influencing a lot of young males uh, talking about, you know, masculinity being OK and not not necessarily the four letter word that it's made out to be. Oh, God forbid you have, you know, high T, you know, you're not a stoy uh, kid walking around uh, with it, like, I don't know, like it seems odd. It seems that anyone that speaks out against that system even a little bit. Uh, or or would encourage a large group of people to not just buy into it, you know they're just singled out and and isolated and and effectively taken out. And again, Done. if he did something that's terrible, I don't I don't condone it. But man, it it seems like you couldn't put someone in jail for a few months, not show anything, and expect us to right. believe it's actually real, right? Like we we should be cynical based on virtually everything we've seen uh, in the world for the last six years. And you know We're maybe gonna... that's the greatest thing. The greatest legacy of Trump would be that. He actually, the the Trump derangement syndrome that ensued uh, showed us all of these things that we probably would not have seen otherwise. We're going to jump over to covering that story. But uh, I got to say, dude, seriously, thank you so much for coming on as long as you did. I thought we were going to get you for a couple of minutes. We had you on for like, it's been almost like an hour. So, bro, uh, well, thanks, listen, thanks, listen. thanks for hanging out. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry to cut in on Alex. Uh, but you know, No way. You're <laughs> stealing my thunder, man. I'm trying to get famous over here. Nice yeah, listen, so, the re- hey, guys, the reality, like I said, I, it'd be easy to shut up and be a real estate guy in New York. You know, we got plenty of good assets. Like, like I actually, I believe this stuff. Like it, it means something to me. I like, I, you know, I, I don't do it lightly. It's not a, it's not an act or shtick. Like we got to do something about it. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had, I guess the blessing of having my eyes open to what's really going on. And I got to make sure that other people see that right on, man. Well, thanks for joining us for as long as you did. And, uh, we'll connect. We'll figure out a time we can get you out here. And th- I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you, Thanks, man. Brother. Thanks, Tom. Be good. I, I, I'm, I'm totally down to just, like, sit back and have him take over, but we're, like, eight minutes from Super Chats, and I do want to make sure we, we show the Andrew Tate stuff because this is big. I know what he's saying so, about having feeling out. forced to serve. Like, I, it's so easy just to sit back and make money in this, doing this job, what we do, just talk about it from yeah. a distance, but at some point, you got to serve your country. Well, well I, I don't want to waste too much time on this, but I just want to say just uh, – you know, I got I've gotten to know Don very well over the last you know couple of years here, and, and I think he's such an awesome guy who who has gone through hell fifty hours of testimony. Adam Schiff wanted to imprison this guy, and uh, you know I thought after the election he could you know he would have just kind of packed it up and wanted to relax a little bit, but he got straight to work. And one of the big projects that he's been working on is building up the parallel economy 
fighting back in smoke America. Yeah. You know, he's involved with a company called Public Square uh, that I know that you guys Sponsor know. the show. But, but Don is helping spearhead that company, trying to take that company public in quarter three, identifying hundreds of thousands of businesses that share our values. That's how we fight back. He, he has his book publishing company because all these companies are canceling folks. He He's involved with a new hiring board called Red Balloon. Like, Don is building up the parallel economy as we speak right now. It's let's, incredible work. Let's jump to the story about Andrew Tate because we've got this breaking footage. Benny Johnson posted it. Breaking news. Andrew Tate and Tristan are freed from prison. And so here we can see they're just they're coming out unshaven. And then we have this other video that people were mentioning. Andrew Tate tweets, since last year, I've been in 24 hour lockdown. No yard time. Pacing a three meter cell with zero electronics or outside contact. Absolute clarity of mind. Real thoughts. Real plans. Vivid pain. One hour home and I can't stand my phone. Some habits die hard. We must defeat Shaitan. And then people are pointing out that he was he was not sitting around doing nothing. He was he was working out he when he been, was oh yeah. eating. He was not missing <laughs> nice. He is a member of the Clean Plate Club. That man has been eating a lot of food and doing a lot of push-ups. I would love to talk to Andrew. If you're out there, Andrew. So he's on house arrest now. He and Tristan have been moved from the jail cell to house arrest. Yeah. So I think we, we got to hear from uh, the Daily Mail. They say, freed Andrew Tate claimed he is now absolute clarity of thought, an ecstatic taint, et cetera, et cetera. They walked into the Bucharest jail together. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what, where is the they, – they, they like putting all this puff stuff in here. It left, it left a Romanian jail. Can you give me the news on what, what this is all about? It's hard to pull it up when it's like the last minute. But, uh, well, there you go. The bail application was rejected on Wednesday. All four appealed the decision. Today, the Court of Appeal in Bucharest ruled that the brothers and two alleged accomplices would be released from prison and placed under house arrest. A spokesman for the Tate brothers exclusively told Mail Online, we're ecstatic to announce the Romanian judicial system approved Andrew and Tristan Tate's appeal against last week's extension uh, decision. They'll be placed under house arrest while the investigation continues. So my understanding is still they've never been charged with any crimes and they have women who have come out and testified at, uh, in their defense. And the, a judge ruled, no, you're brainwashed. So to see him be released, it's crazy. I said, good. I tweeted. And these lefties are like, oh, but haven't you seen the things he said? I'm like, dude, he could have said the worst thing in the world. He could have said the worst things in the world. He could have gone on the most vile rants. And what would I have to say about that? Wow, I really don't like those guys' opinions. However, he wasn't charged with any crime. So yeah. why are they locking him up? Yep. I get it. It's Romania. Okay, so it's not the United States. But I, my moral standard, regardless of the law, is don't lock people in boxes that you have no evidence of wrongdoing and aren't even accusing of wrongdoing. 100%. You know, I wasn't even a, a follower of Andrew Tate's. I didn't know much about him until all of this happened. And, and the day he got arrested, I was hanging out with my, my friend, Eddie. And, uh, you know, Eddie's just your, your typical 20-some-year-old dude. He's like, I love Andrew Tate. This guy speaks the truth. The guy did nothing wrong. And I'm like, dude, how do you know for a fact? He's like, he did nothing wrong. And so uh, I started looking into the case because of uh, Eddie. And um, then he had the uh, alleged victims his abuse victims that said I wasn't abused at all. Like Andrew did nothing wrong and Tristan did nothing wrong. And it's just another example of persecution of anybody that questions uh, the regime. And did somebody in the United States State Department make a phone call to Romania and encourage them to take care of the Andrew Tate problem because he's becoming too influential in America? You never know. And we don't have too much faith in the actors at the State Department when, or in our government to make. When two women come out and say, we're accused of being victims, but we will testify under oath. This is not true. And a judge says, don't care. I'm like, some fishy's going on. At least get a psych eval on the girls. No, no, no. Like, if you don't bro, believe them. I can respect that. But 
we don't psych eval witnesses exculpatory witnesses not in the yeah. u.s we don't no, and, and i think that, that that should apply everywhere I, I, know, I know romania is different i know it's their own law but my standard is not based on legality it's a moral standard of yo come on what no you're brainwashed you don't count like two women with adult human <clears throat> brains have told you they're not victims that's it well on january 6th president trump said peacefully and patriotically protest and then you know, people disregarded what he said in his actual speech, and then they said he incited violence by saying those words. So, like, yep. the, the regime doesn't really care. They make shit up, and they try to throw anybody that they deem a threat in jail. You know, I watched a Tucker Carlson Tonight uh, interview with Tucker and Andrew Tate, and, you know, everybody said, Andrew Tate's the misogynist, he's crazy, he's this, he's that, and I listened, and he's very articulate. He's well-spoken and he has convictions and, um, you know, they're just throwing him in jail because his message is resonating with others. And it sounds like another guy. I know they it's it's kind of poetic that the day they let out one guy that questions the regime and and the regime hates, they try to arrest another. So and they. Yeah. They also let Jacob Chansley out yesterday or the day before. He's the the Q shaman from January sixth. There was evidence came out that Tucker Carlson yep. showed the video of two weeks ago or so. But 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 and the, now he's out. He's his, free. But his release was scheduled. Oh, and so his lawyers are like, no no no. This was his normal time to be nine, released nine months earlier. Or something. To like a, to like a halfway house or something like that. Yeah. And then what was it? He tweeted or something. He tweeted yesterday. Did he? Did I, he, he I sure only though? saw I saw it in my feed. It had sixteen thousand likes or something, and then my feed like auto refreshed, which is a big problem on Twitter. You guys got to fix that. Yo, uh, so, and it disappeared in his channel. I can't find his channel. Real, real quick, someone super chatted. Matt says to go to New York City. Elad, are you gonna you gonna go up to New York on Tuesday when Trump's supposed to be indicted? Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, let's let's get it. Let's 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 figure it out. Anyway, let's go back to what we were talking about. I was just excited by that. I'm like, oh man, we definitely got to have you up there. I don't know. While we're talking about January six characters. I think one of the greatest characters ever was the lectern guy. Oh, yeah, he was on the show. And I just yeah. realized he follows me on Twitter. So, like, <laughs> they call him Podium Guy, but it was a lectern. So yeah, it's like, it's a lectern. So, at, <laughs> at lectern leader on Twitter, that guy's Wait, a goat. For, for real? It's lectern at, leader. At lectern leader. And there was Adam a, Johnson. There was a situation where Ron DeSantis was at a campaign event and somebody took his podium and he's crying, Where's my podium go? Where did my podium go? And there was a meme of lectern leader lectern taking guy. away the podium. I'm like, this guy's awesome. So um, lectern leader, he served his time in jail. I don't think he should have ever gone. Um, but, you know, lectern leader and the Q shaman, let my people go, Joe Biden. <laughs> For sure, man, a mass pardon. And I'm talking about across the aisle. No. Nope. And setting down tensions. No. Nope. Uh, that's where you lose me, buddy. Squeezing nope. tighter. I don't think that's how we win dude you don't yeah. win by getting kicked in the face repeatedly until you're on the yeah. ground and go thanks buddy i forgive you well yeah, they're, they're, that's how you win friends well i'll say there no, are come people, on. There are people not that somebody like that those assholes you, know, you deal with it so on january 6th i'm 23 years old i don't know too much about anything i'm in washington dc for the protest i'm a trump supporter i have questions about the election two years go by almost a year and a half goes by don't hear from anybody all of a sudden, I get an email from, you know, I'm like, I feel bad. I have a pit in my stomach. I feel bad for what's going on to a lot of these January 6th protesters. I decide to make an announcement. I'm going to donate $50,000 to help J6 political prisoners. Two days after I make this pledge and it goes public, I get an email from a guy named Sean Tanoli from the January 6th committee. Alex, we believe you have information related to January 6th and we would like to speak with you. I go on Tucker Carlson the next couple of days. I tell him the f off in a, in a nice way they subpoena me i have no knowledge about january 6 zero whatsoever they subpoena me they force me to spend tens of thousands of dollars they drag me before co the congressional committee 
Adam Kinzinger is the only member that shows up. I'm wearing a subpoenaed hat because I'm like, fuck these people. <laughs> but they forced me, a guy who's trying to have a future, have a family one day, they forced me to spend tens of thousands of dollars to defend myself over bullshit. So when we get back power, I don't really want to have peace with these people who did this to us and are continuing to do this to us. I think that we have to turn the tables on them, give them a dose of their own medicine, and then we can even the playing field, and then we can discuss unity. They've got, look, people who broke the law go to jail. And the issue is they're saying, oh, Donald Trump in this, this, this indictment, blah, 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 misdemeanor charge does not feel real. They have falsely accused Trump of being a Russian spy. One dude went on MSNBC and said he worked for the Soviet Union. <laughs> that Trump may have been an asset of the Russians since the 80s, which was the Soviet Union. And it's just like, you're insane. This is not real. You have lost your minds. So when they're doing this, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't believe it. They get no benefit of the doubt from me. But they're, what they're doing is unprecedented. Now, what we need is, I'll put it simply, I will be satisfied right now if Trump goes in and Schedule F fires everybody. It's Schedule F, right? Yep. Just yeah. fire them all. And look fire, into fire, that fire, fire, fire. Because I don't care. I don't care if they're criminals. I don't care if they're not. We need term limits for bureaucrats. Yes. We can't have permanent government actors because then you end up with a permanent government. Well, what if he creates a law that creates term limits for bureaucrats? Well, instead of what firing? if Congress, Congress creates a law? Yeah. What if he <laughs> encourages? What if he works law. with Congress to create a law yes. rather than firing people? No. He, he creates a law that makes them their careers terminate. No. And no. Their job no. Clean, after clean them out and then clean out the existing bureaucracy. Then, if there's if if Congress wants to pass legislation talking about uh, term limits or something, I would I would endorse that kind of stuff. Well, but get rid of the bad apples that are in there now. And if you get rid of some good apples, getting rid of bad apples, it's fine. You're not putting people in jail. You're not killing people. You're just firing people. They'll go find jobs in some other field, hopefully, whatever. They, they're they all probably millionaires anyways, or at least right. have plenty of money. These Fire them all. These bureaucrats probably make decent money. Yeah. And, and we should just... It's not, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll, I'll meet you halfway, Ian. It's not personal. It's not punishment. It's we have to reset the permanent government. But what, we don't want I, a permanent I, government, so we're going to terminate these jobs. We're going to set a new law, a new standard saying you can only work for the government for X amount of years. Then we're going to rehire from fresh to to just clean house. But the, what concerns me is an art of war metaphor is that there's a large advancing enemy in front of you. And you're like, I don't like that enemy. Everyone we're severely outnumbered. Everyone advance, direct attack on what we don't like. Like just doing the brute, straightforward thing is not the way you win against the superior this, foe. This, we're not talking about violence, though. No, no, we're talking about firing. No, it's a metaphor of how you handle business. Yeah, and and so it's it like go in, clean Look them at all other out. countries. Get rid of them. Other countries eliminate their entire governments, or at least don't tell like, them you're going to do it before you do it. There, 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 there are. Because then they know it's how is he going to get elected? If he doesn't. He's going to run on that. He's got to yeah. get elected on that, and he has. To tell the American people that he's going to do that, it is better for him to say, "Hey, look, I'm telling the American people this is what I'm running on." Then he gets elected. Then he has a mandate from the American people. He can say to the bureaucracy, "Hey, look, the American people elected me for the specific purpose of firing all your asses." Like otherwise, it seems like a dictator going in gets elected, doesn't say that he's going to change the government, gets elected, and then comes in is like everyone's fired, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my goodness, he's a dictator!" Blah 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 blah. They're gonna do that anyways. But at the very least, if he says, "Look, I'm gonna, this is what I'm running on," and he gets elected, then he's telling the electorate, the population knows what he's doing before they vote. They vote for him, then he has the ability to say, "Look." They knew what I wanted. I'm, I was doing this. They voted for this. We're going to go to Super Chats. So if you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Become a member at TimCast.com because you can join our Discord. 
You see, uh, we have a super chat from DJ says, is Don Jr. Timcast first ever phone guest? Well, it was, he's not because we had, uh, who did we have call in before on the phone? James O'Keefe. Oh, yeah. James O'Keefe called in and we put the, 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 the phone right up to the microphone. But here's the thing. We've set up a members only discord server and that's how Don was able to actually call in, which means we have finally set up a mechanism for call-ins. However, some people have said, I thought Tim said it never do call-ins. We couldn't get video. It was just a phone call. And considering it's Don Jr. and he wanted to talk about the indictment of his dad and the breaking news, I said, let's roll with it. But I think a lot of you can also notice it's hard to have a dynamic conversation when someone's not in the room. So there's a lot that Don needed to say that I respect and, and was glad that he came out and said. But what we really need is for him to sit here so there's like conversations in person are dramatically different. There's social cues. There's, you know, there's there's pushback. There's, oh, oh let me let me, you know, why, why don't you jump in? Things like that. So special shout out to Alex Brusewitz for making that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, Don, you know, Kimberly was on a couple of days ago and, you know, it, he like, was like, I'm not on the show. Yeah. Don's, <laughs> Don's great, man. You're going to want to have this guy on the show and he's going to make it happen. He's going to come out here and he's going to hang out with you guys, shoot some guns with you guys. Yeah, and, Don, let's shoot guns. I'm, I'm a big gun fan myself. We got like, a, go We got a, We got a range nearby yes. with like a thousand. And there's, a thousand there's some political folks that run from interviews, right? They, they have to have the scripted interview. They need to say, this is what we're discussing. Like, uh, I've known Don long enough and I've seen these guys in action. These guys are willing to take, they believe in what, you know, they, they actually believe in something and they're willing to talk to talk about to anybody. So when you become a member, you can join the Discord, members only, and uh, be in there when we have people show up and, and jump in the live chat and things like that. And also go to castbrew.com and buy our coffee. Yep, we sponsored ourselves. Uh, we are producing our own coffee. We're building our own coffee shop and then shops because uh, we want to create physical locations and we want to create products and we want to ex expand the business and we want a parallel economy. We want companies to exist that uh, believe in American values and meritocracy and individual responsibility, etc. All right, here we go. Freedom Jeffrey says MTG is planning on protesting in New York City on Tuesday when Trump is turning himself in. Do you think it is safe for me to live stream it? I don't know. I don't know if it'll be, be safe. Um, when I, I'll tell you this, because I can't give you advice on safety and security. Uh, there are dangers that come with, you know, police and protests and things like that. I have no idea what's going to happen in New York, but I am not. Let me just say I, I'm somewhat concerned about the, the potential for escalation because peace, peace, Trump supporters are probably going to show up. And far leftists will be in New York where they live. Be very peaceful because I think, Alex, you mentioned this earlier, a, a mugshot of Donald or an NFT of a mugshot is one of the greatest things for his campaign. This is not a time to get nervous. T-shirts. Can you imagine what calm. an NFT of, of Donald Trump's mugshot? <laughs> like the only NFT oh, so, of hey, Trump's we got, mugshot. We've got, uh, what is this from? Event, event New York City Young Republicans are hosting a rally on Tuesday with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, in New York City. So. Look, I think being oh peaceful is obviously number well, we one. Should, we should see if we can get you connected to film with them when they're setting up. Or we'll we'll, we'll make that happen. I'll connect you there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I saw a lot of conservatives when it, when this first broke saying, you know, President Trump called for protests. And there's a lot of ways to protest. You can tweet. You can, you know, uh, talk to people. You can, you know, raise your voice. But you can also assemble and the Democrats, they use January 6th basically as a tactic to scare conservatives from protesting this corrupt regime. Our country is going to hell right now. There's a lot to be upset about. And it's an American right to be able to assemble peacefully 
and make your voices heard. And I don't think that conservatives should be fearful of doing that, but I think people should learn from what took place on January 6th. They should be vigilant. They should be smart. They should be filming, and they should stay away from people that look like Ray Epps. All right, let's read. I said, uh, let's read some. We should, in the United States, we need to make protesting legal. And one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard in my life from Tim, it was a long time ago, he went, America is a protest. I was like, oh, yeah, Yeah. that's true. It's a 24-7 protest against monarchy. Oh, snap, it's Dave, says Andrew Tate Free. If true, get him on, bro. Well, he's on house arrest. Um, I would would love to do some kind of interview with him. And uh, I think we mentioned this before. We were talking with, with Andrew Tate about doing a profile or an interview literally like two days before they arrested him. And it was the weirdest thing ever. Because we were just like, hey, you know, we were trying to work out if, if we could send someone out to go sit down with him and, and, and like break down who he is, what he's actually working on. And, you know, he was pointing out, it's like, it's a lot of hard work. It's grinding all day. It's probably boring. And we're like, that's what people need to understand, that they see these, these clips on the Internet and they think the, the clip he makes where he's doing this quick, you know, pitch is, is, is all of it when he's literally telling people all the time, it's a lot of boring, hard work and grinding that you need to do. So um, maybe, I mean, I don't, look, the last thing I'm going to do is be like, now that you're out, give us the exclusive or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll try and figure something out. I want to make sure we're being respectful because the dude was just got after several months. I'm sure he just wants to have a nice meal and then relax a little bit, maybe watch some TV and be with his loved ones. I can only imagine so can how, how much he's changed after being in solitary. Like he said that, I've never experienced anything even remotely like that. No, I mean, long-term solitary confinement, like it, it's insane. There's this idea that some, you know, in solitary confinement, you do something bad, you go get, go in there for 24 hours and they let you out. You know, I've got to know a lot of these January 6th political prisoners' families. These people are going in long-term solitary confinement, 15, 20, 25 days, sitting there in the dark, on the ground, you, you know, uh, can't talk to anybody, can't see anything. Yep. And these are people who are charged for misdemeanors, for, for terror, and, and that's pre-trial solitary confinement. That's what was happening in the D.C. jail. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel terrible for, for Andrew Tay. I feel terrible for these people who are being so, you know, treated incredibly unfairly. All right, let's read this. We got Raymond G. Stanley Jr. He says, Tim, I have an idea. I def didn't see it on def didn't see it on culture war today. To spread the having of chickens idea. How about selling Roberto Jr. eggs and folks can raise their own Chicken City chickens? So we've actually been planning that. Chicken City brand chickens. So so I don't the, the issue is what are the restrictions on selling on on, tra- on mailing eggs? But the idea was to actually mail like four eggs to various members that are interested in having chickens. And then you incubate them, and then you will have the chicken city chicken genetics. So I got news. Roberto Jr. is getting to, uh, uh, he's about to age out of, uh, we're going to do, we're going to do one, he, I think Roberto Jr.'s got a couple kids already. We're going to do a batch of a bunch of Roberto Jr. kids. And then after that, Roberto Jr. is going to retire. You we got to figure well, out, Junior. he's, so we, we, we love Roberto, his dad. But his dad's a dick. We got him from a farm, and it's just, it is what it is. But Roberto Jr., Allison and I actually incubated Hatched and Ray's in our, in, in, in our house and on our own, and we took care of him with a little tiny baby. So we, we, he's more like a pet to us. So I'm thinking Roberto Jr. is going to get a bit more luxury treatment than Roberto did. But Roberto's got it good. He's got open pastures, and he's with the boys, so he's having a good time. He's a boss. But uh, Roberto Jr., we're going we're gonna to take special care of him. But it's an issue of once he, once he has a wave of babies— 
we don't want him banging his kids. Roberto did that. That'd be weird, a, yeah. But it's a chicken thing. You That's can do a Joe it. Biden thing to do. Yeah, but it is a chicken thing. It's called line breeding, and, they, and you can do it once or twice because chicken genetics are different. But we're not going to do that. We want to. We we really do want to bring in Isaac, who is half Brahma, half Rhode Island Red, but he's massive, and he might hurt the hens because he's too big. So we're going to figure it out. Little Luke is all grown up. Mm, love those yeah. silkies. Uh, I don't think people have seen Little Luke because he's got a domed skull. And that means if we put him out there, he could get pecked and die because it's a special kind of chicken. But uh, yeah, so so he's he's fully grown. He's in his own little locked, you know, uh, little compartment. He's got a little living space. But uh, he was named Luke. I think it was by Luke because he was blonde with blonde parted hair and a big nose. And then Luke said, he's got blonde hair and a big nose like me. And we were like, we're going to call him little Luke. So now he's all grown up. But anyway. That's some clever names are there. Well, you're a genius for having chickens with the cost of eggs. And, uh, you know, we the, have too many the eggs. Prices, I'll give you, I'll give you a card on the way out. You know, I walked, you know, you, you had Ada Polita Luna on your podcast, didn't you? Yeah. Congresswoman. Yeah. So uh, I went to her house a couple, like, like two years ago in Tampa or in St. Petersburg. And I walk, try to open her gate, and all of a sudden, chickens start walking at me. I'm like, Anna, why do you have chickens in your at your house in in downtown St. Petersburg? Alex, you need chickens. You have to grow your own eggs. Have, and I'm like, uh, Anna, I don't know. Two years later, later, Anna's a genius. She has yep. her own eggs. She's not paying eleven ninety nine at the grocery store. <laughs> and uh, we need more thinkers like her in Congress. Oh, she's all an right, environmentalist let's, too. Be- let's read. Brilliant. Some. Brilliant. We got this from Nick P. He says, as a Brazilian immigrant, first generation, I'm all about Trump. Been to Colombia and everything. Lived a good life, then a third world life, now a middle class life. I can tell you that us legal immigrants want Trump back in. We don't want these woke cultists. That's what I saw when I was in Florida. I mean, but Florida is kind of obvious because Venezuelans and Cubans flee there. And then they're like, none of that. We don't want that anywhere here. So they're all about Trump. Yeah. Uh, you know, and President Trump did incredibly well in 2020 with the Cuban voters and Hispanic voters in Florida. Uh, you know, uh, Florida's been red for, for both terms for Trump uh, or for both campaigns. And it's it's had a Republican governor for uh, my, almost my entire life. And so that, that state's in play. But these people escape corrupt regimes in these, you know, countries and they come to America. They want a better life, uh, especially those who do, you know, come here legally. They want to to be able to provide for their kids and, and have a, a a good life. And they're watching the same bullshit that took place in their countries yep. happening here. And they're not going to stand for that. And so I think President Trump's going to do incredibly well uh, with minority voters, with legal immigrants. Uh, and he's going to win in an incredible landslide in 2024. All right, we got this from the Kellyzel. Hi, Tim and friends. This is the third birthday I've donated, so hopefully you read it this year. I've watched the show dang near every night and thought it was important to let you know. Seriously, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And you share a birthday with Kellen. The best day of the year. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's a good birthday. Happy birthday. And you're lucky thank it you. wasn't one day later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this kid I grew up with. Uh, she had a birthday on April 1st, and I'd always, that's how I remembered. Because I'm like, you're a joke, and it's the day after mine. So, I was kind of I was kind of nice. bummed that April you're 1st went on a joke. Saturday. Because it, it meant that we couldn't get Michael Malice out here. Oh. Mm. Yeah. What did he do last time? He slowly ju- turned into Superman. Is that what it was? Yeah, he should take off his suit piece by piece. <laughs> and then whenever the camera would switch, a piece of clothing would be removed and would switch back. He would look, he would be more dressed like Superman. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't know if we were supposed to tell people what the joke was and just let it ride, but it's been a year. Go watch the episode. It's great. Yeah. All right. Eldritch Nader says, like Ian mentioned, this sets an ominous precedent of targeting previous administrations using force of law as a cudgel. This BS threatens to destroy any pretense of legitimacy in U.S. politics, elections, and the world stage. DJT is no crook. Pray for him. 
Well, Ian's correct, and they've uh, uh, they've been pointing that out as well. Um, there's a piece in the Spectator that says Joe Biden's going to spend the rest of his days look, uh, talk like what is it? Seeing his son, his only living son, be in a federal prison. That's I think it, it does set a precedent, but also that that's why I'm obsessed with mass pardons because I think that can quell the precedent and make people you know, realize that we're in this together. M says, "Why should DeSantis be pro-Trump when all Trump has done is ridicule and mock DeSantis?" It's 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 an in, it's a it's a relationship. It's Trump mocks DeSantis because DeSantis is not supportive of Trump and, and, and back and forth. And because DeSantis starts courting traditional neocon advisors, Trump sees him as potentially wanting to run against him for his reelection and then says, who's this guy? Like, I support him. And then, so I'm not here's here's my thing. Trump is doing a bad job of going after DeSantis, in my opinion. I think he could do a much better job. DeSantis is doing a very bad job of appearing strong in the face of the of the persecution, prosecution and Trump's statements. So I'm a little disappointed with all of it. But I think ultimately DeSantis is in the weaker position on this one and probably needs to be playing smarter if he wants to compete with Trump. I don't think DeSantis is, is getting it done right. Well, simply. look, I, I was very supportive of Governor DeSantis, especially when I believed him to be a Trump ally. Uh, you know, in 2018, he campaigned on President Trump's message. He piggybacked off of Trump to, to win the governorship. Uh, and he, you know, was was a decent ally through the remaining two years of the, the Trump presidency, the first term. And, you know, and I was very supportive of him. I get called out for this all the time because, you know, if you guys follow me on Twitter, some of you might. Um, you'd recognize that I am very aggressive in my messaging towards DeSantis and Team DeSantis. What do they do? Well, they screenshots tweets, screenshot tweets of mine from 2021 praising him for something. And I absolutely yeah. did support him as governor. But they can't find a tweet of mine from 2022 in support of him because in January of 2022, <clears throat> we started paying attention and got wind that he was building up the shadow campaign against President Trump. He brought in new advisors. He brought in new. And so this, you know, Trump first mentioned a negative thing about him in right November. But there was this, you know, a lot of people aren't paying attention to this level of detail, but. We well, knew in 2022 that DeSantis was mounting a campaign against Trump. But De DeSantis has done a very bad job of actually playing, playing the game right. I'll put, it, I'll put it simply. The first thing I said about this was DeSantis should be deferential to Trump every step of the way. His only play is, you know, Trump's the best president I've seen in, in my lifetime. He is an inspiration to me. His endorsement got me where I am today. And I think it's better for the American people to hear more voices on stage. If the American people say Donald Trump is the guy, I, then, then, you know, they're right. But if I was Sanders, I would say what I want to do is I want to be on that stage and I want to speak with the American people and Donald Trump and I want to give them an opportunity. And if they choose Trump, then that's then so be it. But let's let's give America as many choices. He's not doing that. He's like he's he's playing the C minus level game that actually just comes off as more sneaky and like, bro, we know what you're doing. We know you're running. You know what I mean? Like, be yeah. honest. Give us a reason. Give Trump the praise and credit he deserves. Give him the criticism he deserves. And you'll come out looking better. Instead, it just looks more smarmy than anything. Exactly. And, and we had, you know, Don was on here earlier. You know how many rallies that Don Jr. did for Ron DeSantis in 2018? And they're a similar age. I just, you know, look, look, Don, I, I, Don Jr. went out of his way to help this guy. And we all wanted to help this guy. We all supported this guy. And Don said earlier, we, we wanted to have a Republican bench. And I think everybody in this room thought, you know, at least if you're a Republican and if you're in the super chat, and you're a Republican. A lot of people thought Trump 24, DeSantis 28. But the consultants 
would never let that happen because the consulting class didn't get rich under President Trump. The Carl Roves of the world didn't make money under Trump. But the problem that DeSantis is running into right now is that he is no longer working with the MAGA people that got into where he right. is today. He, he is now working with the folks, the Carl Roves, the Bushes, the establishment consulting class that hasn't won the presidency since 2004. These guys don't know the new Republican Party. They don't know. The, and they're ruining this guy's career. And it's disappointing to see. I, I, I agree. I think if, if Ron came out praising Trump and said... All I can say is I do want to run and I will be on stage with Donald Trump. And if you think he's the right guy for the job, then you are correct. Hear what I have to say. And then there'd be nothing to say against him other than like, okay, well, let's let's have a broad conversation. Instead, it's like Karl Rove, Jeb Bush, like this playbook doesn't work. And it's making him look C minus. But mm-hmm. it's an I don't example want, I don't want to go in of serving the office. You you want the best person in the role, even if it's not you. I like him. I think he's a great governor, and I think he would also be a very good president. But I feel like it's very C minus play. But uh, let's let's read this one. Uh, where are we at? Kevin Harmon says, if Tim Pool, Don Jr., and Ben Shapiro had a conversation together at full speed, they would travel back in time. Uh, <laughs> he's correct because we've actually done it. Um, the three of us have been to the future and back. Is that where you got the beanie? Not the beanie. It's where we got the jetpack. Oh, that You know one. the one you were flying around on the oh, other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the future. yeah, yeah, so we actually went to the future and then came back. It's very easy. Thank you for that thing, by the way. Yeah, as once we start talking and then arguing, it's the, the speed increases as we attempt to talk over each other. And it, and it goes faster and faster and faster. Well, I, texted you, I texted you when you were trying to ask Don a question. I said, you just got to push through. Well, the, the, the issue through. with that is yeah. he can't see our faces. Right. So he doesn't know when like Elad or Phil or Ian wants to say something. And then there's digital interference. If you can only hear it over a digital surface, only one noise can get made right. at a time. So he, so he only hears us when, when he pauses for a second, because when he's talking, he's not going to. Yeah. Like if he's talking to his phone, especially, well, which think- is, this is what makes phone call shows on podcasts very, very difficult. But it was still awesome to have him come on and be like, hey, the news broke. It's huge news. Talk to us. I thought that was fantastic. All right, let's see. Phil Dudebert says, I want to know what Elad is working on. Is he going to be in New York reporting? We're definitely covering that rally on Tuesday and the I guess indictment in Trump. We got, you, we got you right here connected, huh? Absolutely. Looking forward to covering it, too. Excited to be see fantastic. what's going to happen there. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's grab where are we at here. Also, nice glasses a lot. Thank you. I like those. It's good. Raymond, it's got good style. Thank Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Don Jr. just earned himself the spot as the third best junior. Of course, the ranking is Roberto Jr., then Raymond G. Stanley Jr., <clears throat> then Don. Roberto Jr. is my favorite junior. <clears throat> that's just because he's my rooster. Is that him behind you? That's that's a, his portrait? No. no. That's just a chicken picture I got somewhere. <clears throat> it, was, I, it was a chicken picture. It was on sale. And it's a nice picture. Got a portrait a of Roberto. Chicken. Um, we have a we have Roberto Jr. flag, mm. and we are creating a new blend called Stand Your Grounds, which was uh, inspired by the the members Fantastic. in the Discord. Fantastic. And it's a uh, it's going to be a medium roast, and the and the, the image is Roberto Jr. Because <laughs> we have a flag that it's it's like a Gadsden flag, but it's a rooster, you know, standing up tall with its wings out, and it says Stand Your Ground. And this is inspired by the fact that roosters will sacrifice themselves to save their hens. I find it very funny. That the phrase, the word chicken implies cowardice when in fact roosters, which are chickens, literally run full speed to their death to buy the hens only a few more moments to escape, which is like, bro, That's chickens awesome. are brave, man. Like the hens I get, the ladies are like run to cover and safety, but roosters are like, 
a, a, a tiny little rooster will attack a full-grown human being well, if, you think if that's it feels cool. threatened. Well, just to be clear, I make sure I walk on the sidewalk, on the right side of the sidewalk, so I would get hit by a car first. So nice. basically, I'm as tough as a rooster. Well yeah. done. Look, there are a lot of human males in this country who would not run full speed knowing they may die if it meant saving the life of a child. And roosters do it. A special <laughs> shout out to like, the tube officers <clears throat> at, in Tennessee. Exactly. Yeah, they, they had the bravery Rex. of the noble rooster. You saw the guys running up to the door and like the fear where they pause at the door and the guy on the cram is like, go and pushes him. And they go into what could be a hail of gunfire. LPVO up. Uh, Niver in the chat says, still no Mr. Bocus blend. There is going to be a Mr. Bocus blend that is also in the works. We're going to have four signature blends. So we've got Stand Your Grounds. And the next one's going to be, what did I call it? Um, I think I called it Mr. Bump, Mr. Bocus Pumpkin Spice Experience <laughs> or something like that. But I don't know if they actually, if we can actually do pumpkin spice. Yeah, lots of, yeah. Fat, but, well, fat cat would be a good good flavor. Well, Mr. Bocus Maybe is not, not fat. No, no. Well, he's getting fat. You should see he, him. He's gaining weight. He's gaining That's some, very yeah, good. That's very good, good to hear. All right. Uh, Russell Miller says, looks like Miriam Webster. Uh-oh. YouTube just jumped. Super Chat's gone. Well, they said Miriam Webster changed the definition of vengeance. That didn't take long. Hmm. What? Really? Good just grief. Take a look. See if they did. Tammy says, Tim, I so appreciate you not doing this show by phone. This sucks. You can hardly get a word in. Take a breath, Don Jr. Well, I read that one just to explain. I don't blame the person on the phone, but this is why we don't like doing digital calls because... It's really difficult to have a, a, a working, flowing conversation when it's online. And I get a lot of people that are like, well, I do tons of shows on like uh, over Skype and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I get it. And sometimes great ideas can be conveyed. I'm saying that it's not it's not useful in some ways. But what ends up happening was I did I did Ben Shapiro's Sunday special by we I recorded myself on a camera while on a, a, a low quality stream and then had to mail him a memory card. This was back before we got the internet installed. And it was like, Ben would talk, stop, and wait. And then I would talk, and then stop, and wait. Because it's like, otherwise we know we're just talking nonstop. We're talking over each other. At least here, someone can like put their hand up, or someone can just go, no, 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 and start talking, and then everyone starts yelling and laughing, and you know. And your show's a lot different setup than a lot of these other shows. Like, you have how many people at this table right now? And, and most people, when they yeah, call in, there's, there's one other voice. And I know. And so your show's a unique setup for that. Jeff Bader gifted 50 memberships to Tim Guest. Like, wow, thank you. Very wow. appreciate that. And everybody who got the gifted membership, he asks, what do you feed your chickens? Well, we feed them scraps, but um, usually only fresh things that are scraps. Like today, we did a sushi order for the company, and then we took the leftovers. Oh, man, you should have seen it. You throw in like a leaf or a flower and the chickens will, will run over and grab it and eat it. You throw in a small piece of white tuna and those chickens go to war. They're like, oh man, it's the best thing ever. Fortunately, we had enough for everybody. Everybody got a little bit. Roberto Jr. is too nice. He, he waits and lets the hens eat all the fish and then casually walks up and tries to take a little bit. It's crazy. He would, he would kind of walk over a little bit, grab a bite, and then let the hens just rip it apart. And then he would just stand up and just wait. And he's a rooster. He's bigger than all of them. But that's the thing. He wants his ladies to be well fed. He knows it's less important for him to have it and more important for them to have it. Yeah, you don't want hangry women. All right, everybody. <laughs> if you, uh, uh, one more, one more chat. Matt H says, Tim, you set up a way for elite members to do franchise a coffee shop. That is in the works. This was suggested a while ago, and we definitely are going to do that. So 
Uh, oh, Jeff gifted another 50 memberships. Thanks, man. Wow. If you haven't already, smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com and buy our coffee at CastBrew.com. It's a pre-order right now. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Alex, you want to shout anything out? Uh, I like to shout out Douglas Mackey's Defense Fund, MemeDefenseFund.com. Uh, it's disgraceful that Biden's trying to throw a meme maker in prison. So um, he needs money to fight and, uh, you know, file an appeal here. So memedefensefund.com. Uh, my name's Alad Eliyahu. I'm a journalist, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Alad Eliyahu. And also be sure to follow TimCast News on Twitter and I believe a bunch of other social media platforms. We have a lot of great content there, and that's where you get to check out the news uh, room's work. And Tuesday. And Tuesday. When I'll he's going to be on the ground. Tweeting from there, doing interviews as well. So I'm excited for that. So check that out, guys. I am Phil Labonte, lead singer of All That Remains. I'm Phil That Remains on Twitter, Phil That Remains official on Instagram, and uh, yeah. Ian. Ian Cross on uh, pretty much everywhere on social media. Alex, people follow you at Alex Brusewitz on Twitter. I know for sure. And I wanted to shout out Don's publishing company. It came a few times. What's the name of that company? Winning Team Publishing. Winning Team. And the new book that comes out, I believe it's the last week of April. It's called Letters to Trump. And Richard Nixon, there's an awesome letter in there from Richard Nixon writes, wow. to, writes to Trump. When you run, you're going to win. And, uh, you know, that was back in the 70s. And Oprah's in there and Alec Baldwin, all these people. You know, when Trump announced this book was coming out on Winning Team Publishing, publishing they're they're all running to the media i don't mean what i said about trump 20 years ago anymore i have i hate this guy now sure i want like oprah said he wanted to be trump's running mate if yep. they ever ran for president in 2000 and then no, not anymore not anymore yeah not anymore looking forward to that uh and awesome well don thanks for coming on and uh everyone else have a nice evening we also before we finally jet have this dude with this awesome headband thank you it's the maryland flag i know you tim you started you're like oh we hate maryland but you yeah. know it's my my home state so holds a special place but hey uh good to see you again alex <laughs> uh it was awesome talking about junior <laughs> follow me at kellen pdl thanks guys happy Hi, birthday everybody. kellen by the way well, we'll happy have birthday man thank you happy birthday we have clips up throughout the weekend you can buy cast brew coffee and we'll see you all next time